gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dip. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here. And welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken directly from the YouTube live streams, which are currently going down each week, Monday mornings, 10 a.m. Australian Central Time. I'd love to have you in the live sesh. These days, they've turned into these full-on classes. You know, we call them podcasts, but they're really classes in which that I throw questions back and forward with the live viewers and we get the personal context uh, of each person in there. And everyone just seems to grow a lot more nowadays because of it. I love it. Uh, Anything on the world of human interactions, what we cover could be dating, relationships, social dynamics, family relationships, business relationships, things going down in high school, uni, anything that touches the world of these human beings, we seem to touch in social Q&A. So head over to the Bowl YouTube channel and I'll catch you guys currently on Monday mornings. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip each week, just a free email right in your inbox, updating you on what went down on social Q&A live this week, the recap, what other videos went out? What other awesome things are going on in the world? What other additions to the resources of wisdom in terms of books, films, docos, anime, quotes, music, all the things that get added to the resource of wisdom? I update you through this email so you never miss out on any of that. And also it's just a way of me staying connected with you guys in between our live sessions together. So go ahead if you are interested. Every Friday, I send it out. It's free. Boldojo.com. Sign it up. By the way, if you feel like you have not received your email on the Friday, just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your junk spam folder if you're using anything else uh, because it's likely in there. Even when I receive my own email, it still gets every day to get put in promotions. Now, for those of you who are looking to dive into some deeper educational content and level up your performance in this life, we can pick up the guided meditation, Eternal Energy, over on boldojo.com, featuring five tracks that will help you to dive deeper into who you are and evolve beyond. All the reviews have said that it's something that they constantly come back to, that it's something that they will work through and that it's more of a course than an actual guided meditation. Many have also said, Adam, why are you not charging what it's worth? Many have said, I was willing to pay $100 for this and it's because I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. So that it's there if you are the type of person who is aware and conscious enough to want to look at yourself for all that you are and improve so got a meditation eternal energy go get you some also send me a review once you're done as well i'd love to hear your feedback now moving up from there if you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching in which that we destroy your limiting beliefs and construct real action plans to help you perform in your life whether it be purpose physical, mental, or social development, anything that touches the temple. Even if you want to go up to the inner garden and dive into real ideas of your existence, we can go there as well. I often do. However, it's completely customizable to you. We have one-off sessions. You can go to boldoja.com, book a once-off over 30, 45, or 60 mins, just test the waters, and that'll give you a vibe for it. However, if, and what I do recommend, if you're serious about your development, you can dive into the bold coaching memberships in which there are three different tiers silver gold and diamond which offer different levels of benefits that once offs 
definitely do not get, such as priority messaging. If you wish to have access to my private WhatsApp number and get a response from me within 24 hours outside of Australian weekends, you're going to have to be on a membership for that. And that's something that my clients benefit from tremendously and use tremendously. Also, if you want to step up another level of membership and want to get priority bookings, for those of you who don't live in Australia and struggle to get your time slot in, maybe you're two, three weeks out on the waiting list, well then priority bookings are there to ensure that you get your time preferred slot and that you get booked in over lower tier memberships and once-offs. Now, I'll be here all day if I have to describe every benefit of every tier. So if you are interested, just go to boldojo.com. In the products menu, you can find Bold Coaching memberships and you can dive in yourself. If you have any questions, just slide me an email. There are contact email forms on pretty much every page of the website and we can work it out from there if you are truly committed to developing yourself. Moving forward, if you would like to directly support this podcast, you can do so in two ways, either by going to boldojo.com directly. In the Boldojo podcast menu on the homepage, there is a direct donate link that goes straight through the website if you want to use your credit card for example however if you would like to go through paypal because that's your uh that's your shit (laughs) sure fine doesn't bother me paypal as well paypal.me forward slash a-d-a-m-o-o-i my full name adam ui you can donate through paypal directly as well either way whatever you guys do donate to help support the show Uh, I know a lot of you like to donate live in the live social Q&As. That's also most appreciated. However you want to do it, it just, it all goes to supporting this, this awesome thing we've got going on between you and I. So I thank you for anything that you have donated or will donate in the future. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you very much. Now, with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yes, sir. Let's go. Emotionate? Sure, (laughs) emotionate. What's good, my friends? Welcome to episode Rock Jujibun, episode 61. First episode of season six, Why She'll Never See You as Good Enough. It's been a minute. It's good to see you guys uh, back here in this session. Make sure you go ahead and let me know where you're from and in that comment box down below. If you are new to social QA, I welcome you. This is a time in which that you guys can throw any questions. When we do get to open QA, we have a preloaded question. Uh, sent in by Mr. X, someone who will remain anonymous for now, unless we get a situation like last season's episode, last episode, in which that if he decides to come into this live chat uh, and reveal his name, then fine. But we've got a preloaded situation from a young man who is chasing a picture of validation. And so we're going to describe what this does to his, his sexual relationships, his family relationships. Uh, his relationship with himself, and we'll dive into that journey, and we're going to discuss uh, quite a few things today. These are going to get deep. Also, if you're new to this session, class. I like to treat these like classes. I like to throw you guys questions when you're here in the live chat. Uh, it makes it really rich, not only for those who listen and post who can't make it live, but also for all of you that uh, are here live, and people who come live, they always say they get way more from it. So, I'm going to throw you guys questions when it comes to it. Make sure you're engaged. Don't be twiddling thumbs. And we're going to get really deep into this. I'm just going to shout out to some of you who are right here up in this chat. PT. PT's up in here. Andrew? Is it Andrew? It could be a different PT. Says, welcome to 21, uh, 2021. All. Oh, man, this is not nearly big enough. The mic is straight in my gob. But uh, yeah, welcome to 2021 as well, my man. Thank you very much for your support. Good to have you here. Prashant.r, Mr. P, 
is up in here saying, asking questions decrease attraction. So how to ask for permission. Thanks, brother. Really appreciate your work. Uh, I really appreciate you being here, Prashant, although your question doesn't make a lot of sense. So maybe you could reword that for me. Uh, we're not in open Q&A right now. And so I'll lay this out. When we do get to open Q&A, feel free to drop that question again if it gets skipped over. Uh, however, maybe just think about how you're phrasing that. Asking questions decrease attraction. So how to ask for permission. I'm not really sure what you mean by that. Anyways, we get way off track here. Uh, for those that are new to social Q&A, basically what we do, we hit this initial question, go through the class, then we get to open Q&A. If you guys would like to support the channel and support what's going on here, you can use the super chat option when we get to open Q&A which just gets your question bumped to the top and helps support everything that's going on here. I give more time to it as well. So yeah, let's get straight into it then. We're going to deal with, also there's a few other things I want to deal with in terms of top performing clients who go up the mountain and come down. We're going to hit that. We're going to hit this idea of how the more you chase, the further away you get from finding your place. And that's really going to be the theme today for our Mr. X coming into this situation. And we're going to uh, do our best to have him find his place. So here we go. Preloaded question sent in. Oh, and also, by the way, if you are new to this, if you want to get featured as the preloaded question context featured story of each session, we've got 12 episodes in the season. Just hit me up on Instagram at uitang1 or adam at boldoja.com. You can send me an email and uh, we'll get this. So this is pretty in-depth. So... Buckle up, session's in. Also, if you guys are just dropping into the chat right now, make sure you hit the thumbs up on this video down below. Most appreciated. So Mr. X sent me this DM uh, about a week ago on Instagram. So, actually, no, it was a bit further before that. I was disconnected from social media, which is why I didn't see it until about a week ago. So anyways, he says to me, Hey, Adam, I've been watching your videos for a while and have been practicing day game. Every other day, I've been working on my money to be stable enough to be able to travel and practice cold approach in different cities for 30 days. I've gotten to an okay spot with connecting and sparking attraction with women and just connecting with people in general. The question I have is that no matter what I do, I can never feel okay, okay with myself. Like I need validation from others or I have to have some way of bettering myself, in brackets, as a crutch, to eventually be okay with myself and not be where I'm at, question mark, end brackets. I know it has to be something from childhood or built up insecurity. It's a very underlying needy vibe and I really want to get rid of it and change myself for the better. But I don't know how to fix that. If there is any advice you can give me, it'd be much appreciated. Thanks. So that's his initial message. And as you guys know, these days I like to dig very deep into the context. I mean, we could ride on that, but I want to know who this guy is. Of course, I'm keep the details anonymous unless he comes into this chat and okay, then fair enough and uses his real name. But, you know, I asked the questions of like, how old are you? What's your ethnic background? What city are you from? What's your current employment slash study status, uh, social background, friendships, romantic partners, sexual experiences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I asked, I give him the full buffet. I want to know everything because it allows me to give the very best possible advice here. Right. So he did get back to me, which is awesome. Sometimes you guys don't get back to me. But he did get back to me and here we go. So in the answer to my question, so we can get an idea of who this guy is and where, where he's at in life. He says, I'm 18, Hispanic, from Houston, Texas. 
lived here for about 11 years. Graduated from working construction for a few months, currently unemployed, and boy, my social background is pretty slim. Never really had any experience. I've been homeschooled my whole life. It's a key point right there. And never was put out into social situations, except very rarely, which was an anxiety-driven experience for me. I started working at fast food, which was about two years ago. That's really when my social life happened. Made some friends. I don't talk to any of them anymore except for a rare occasion. They wouldn't put effort into the friendship as much as I would. That's a key point as well, something some of my clients discuss with me. Uh, levels of investment. Anyways, there's a bit of a side tangent. He goes on to say, I never, I've never had a solid girlfriend, only stayed in the talking stage, and past the makeout point, all of them ended, which now looking back, I know why. Being needy, insecure, putting more in than the woman would, just all around switching roles a bit and falling for every test thrown at me. Started to make me smile at this message because there's just so much to dive into here. He goes on to say, only had two romantic partners and a one night stand. All ended. Okay, I don't know why I said all ended. He goes on to say after that, at this time, I've only talked to two girls. I've grown a lot. I think maybe he says just currently at this time, like at the time being, I only talked... But he says, I only have talked to two girls. I don't know what that means then. Uh, I'm, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Is English. Uh, he goes on to say, I've grown a lot since then. I fell into a depression when the girl I was in quotes in love with would always come in and out of my life. So I started watching pickup artists and all kind of dating, self-improvement videos to get her back. Then I found some of your social Q&As. Then that's when my dating life got a lot better. I started talking to more women and had my first sexual experience. There's a few inconsistencies in his story because I thought he said that he had a one night stand before and two romantic partners before. So maybe in his idea, romantic partners, maybe they didn't go the full way, whole play sexual intimacy. Sounds like it because he's saying here that after watching social Q&A, his dating life got a lot better, started talking to more women, had his first sexual experience. But maybe he could be meaning... That's his first sexual experience from cold approach. There's a few inconsistencies here. If he drops into the chat, hopefully he can clear that up. If not, no worries. We'll work around it. It's not a big deal. He then goes on to say, the main girl I talked to, I met at work. I was about 17. Keep in mind, he's 18. Uh, Till now, I'm almost 19. Haven't talked in a few months. She had a boyfriend. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me just screen this. I'll see if this is relevant because he basically just goes on to say, talk about I don't want to read all this out if it's not relevant. It basically just goes on to say that there was a girl that he was into. I know this is relevant, actually. This is a good thing to talk about. I will bring this because it brings in the friend, uh, the friend zone and the friend vibe. And I'm, it definitely builds into what he's dealing with. So he met a girl at work. Where, where was the last thing I picked you up from? They hadn't talked in a few months. She had a boyfriend, so we started off as friends. There we are. There was always that sexual tension in the eyes between us. I would try to move things forward in a relationship. She would say she doesn't feel the same way. She saw me as a friend. The friend vibe just wasn't there. She would be... what? The friend vibe just wasn't there. She would be drinking out of my drinks, wearing my jacket, always around me, talking to me 24-7. 
getting jealous if I was talking to someone else besides her. I don't know if it was only me feeling that or just making it up. Hmm. I would push for a relationship or towards that direction. So time after time, we would stop talking. Then she would randomly pop back in my life, start flirting. Then we'd go out on dates, hang out. And then I would start trying to bring things more into a relationship or sexual vibe. I would be told she doesn't feel the same way as I did. Not sure if this helps, but that's not my only experience that's really romantic. So actually, yes, it was very relevant for us to be able to discuss that because it's obviously something that's very important to him if he's describing that as his only really romantic experience. Okay. Okay, so there's really two parts. You know, I've only, as I like to do in these social Q&As, I don't spend hours and hours and hours unless it's like something really intense uh, beforehand going through. I like to kind of process it as I'm processing it in front of you guys so you can see how I naturally would react and respond and break down a situation like this. And what I'm hidden, what I'm getting at the beginning here is it's really two different things. We're getting two different things. The beginning of his message <clears throat> and his words is all about never feeling okay with himself. He's always chasing that picture of validation from others or having to have some way of bettering himself in his words as a crutch to eventually be okay with himself and not be where I'm at. So there's that part. We've got an internal conflict, chasing the picture outside himself, not willing to paint the one within. We'll tackle that, hit you guys with some questions there. But then we've also got a, we've got some very micro, that's very macro, we've got some very micro social dynamics to tackle in terms of, I think you guys could pick up some red flags. And if you're new to social Q&A, there is, uh, there is one well, of the questions I hit you on is the red flags. I want to see if you guys are paying attention, if you can learn from his mistakes, if you can pick out the mistakes in his current way of being an operation. And it's a really good time when we do that. So we will hit red flags and the social dynamics as well, but let's just begin with this. We'll come back to this. Let's begin with this. To, or we won't waste any time on the macro. We'll just hit it straight out of the park. He's doing great work as a young, almost 19-year-old. We'll, we'll just, for the sake of it, we'll just call him 19. As a 19-year-old, actually, it's even better because it relates to my story. For a young 19-year-old who's been consciously aware of himself, he's trying to develop himself, he was homeschooled. I'm not sure if he's a virgin. I'm not sure if he's a virgin because there was too many inconsistencies in his stories. He said he had some romantic experiences, said he had a one-night stand, but also said that he's never been beyond the make-out point. I'm just going to say he's very sexually inexperienced. Please, uh, X, feel free to correct me if you come in and say that, no, I actually have had sex or no, I am a virgin, whatever. You're very sexually inexperienced. We can say that for sure. And you've lived a very boxed-in, closed life as a homeschooler. And anytime you were put into social situations, because as a result of that, it's an anxiety-driven experience in your words. Totally makes sense. So just the fact that you're taking steps to improve yourself, right? That's a big win for you. It's a huge win for you. And now you're hit with this question of, I feel like I'm never okay with myself. Let's hit the title of this video. Why? If that was the question, here's, actually, here's the first class question for you guys watching in this live Q&A. Here's your first question. If the primary question he put to me was, how can I overcome this idea of never being okay within myself, always chasing chasing the picture of validation outside myself from others? If that was the question he asked me, 
why did I title this video while she'll never see you as good enough? If his question predominantly centers around himself, as in, I don't feel good enough, I don't feel like I'm at a place in which that I can be within myself, and then that has been internally validated. If the question really centers around him, why would I get beyond just the clickbait of me using the word shield and so I can put a female in the thumbnail? There's a deep reason as to why I titled this not how to overcome your ideas of validation or, you know, centering around the self, but centering more around her. If any of you can unpack that as the first question, I don't think it's that difficult of a question. There are easier questions I could start sessions off with, but I'll give you a second now. And I'll give you... I'll give you guys some tips if you're new to it. Uh, sorry, some tips. I'll give you guys some clues if you're struggling with it. But what I'm really trying to peg out here in this first question is if you have issues with validation internally, what does that speak to externally? If you can't come or if you're always chasing that picture outside of yourself, And that means you can never find a place within yourself. How do other people re- respond and react to that? That's all we'll get. So that's the first class question. I'm going to dive up into this chat. And uh, by the way, if you guys are just joining in, say hi. Answer the class questions. Be engaged. Drop a thumbs up down below. Most appreciated. Good to have you here. So who we got? Who we got? Ah, Andrew. I knew it was Andrew. Good. PT. PT again. Johnny New comes up in here. The J New comes up in here saying, Sasha Buddy Adam, loving the tats. They look even sick alive. Thank you, Jay. It's been a long time since I've seen anything from you or heard from you as well. So hope you do hope you're living strong. Yeah. Yeah. Good to have you in the live chat. Justin H is up in here as well saying, What's good, Adam? It's good to be back. Big smiley face. Good to have you here, Justin. I just got back from an 89-hour road trip. You couldn't extend it an extra hour? <laughs> you couldn't make that 90? I guess no one would believe you if it was 90. You had to make it 89. <laughs> and I was listening to your fast social Q&As for a good amount of that time. Can't wait to learn more with the press on. Good to have you here, Justin, bringing in some comedy as well. <laughs> and also good to hear that you're studying up, boning up. And uh, Justin is a regular of the social q particularly towards the end of last year as well. Uh, Jay New comes in saying, let's make this first class of the year a great one. Yes, sir. Because you're, and he comes in with the first answer to the class question. of Why did I title this video while she'll never see you as good enough? Even though the question of the context has nothing to do with one woman in particular. Janu comes in with the first answer to the class question by saying, because your cup will never be full. It's a lot of pressure to have someone make you feel, in quotes, enough. It stops your interactions from being organic and free. Well done. Well done. That's good, Jay. That's good. Absolutely. He's describing here how it's almost like in a visualization in the way that Johnny's answered this question is that he's got a cup with no bottom. It's never going to be full. Yet at the same time, you're making every effort, every pain to fill it. 
So you have this external pressure, I've got to fill this cup, fill this cup, but the more you do so, there is no bottom to it. So it's like you work harder and harder and harder to gain the validation of others. But by doing that, you perpetuate the emptiness and the lack of fulfillment and the lack of finding a place within yourself because there is no bottom to that cup. Well said, Joe. Well said in terms of your... Also, when he goes on to say it stops your interactions from being organic or free, that's, that is going to tag in later on when we get to the cold, the cold social dynamics of things in terms of the tactics of his interactions and how it's going to affect them. But at least on the macro, uh, you're on point with everything you're saying there. But there's, uh, there's something you're missing though. There's something that I'd like someone else to come in with and uh, I'll give you guys some clues if you're not there. But that's very close. Like it's, it's just a one a particular way of perceiving this idea of not feeling okay within myself. Always feeling like you need to have a crutch. I'm looking for something else. Uh, what <laughs> A username titled What I Like, Hope You Will Too. Ah, Jesus, that's, that's a painful username. We would just call him W. And he even says in brackets, W says... Hey man, mainly came to listen and to ask if you have dreams and what type of dreams slash what happens in them. It's something I was just interested in knowing. Yes, my father died in my dreams last night, actually. Uh, anyways, that's a question for open Q&A. So when we get to open Q&A, feel free to either repost. There's often a lot of chat in between now and open Q&A. So if I skip over your question or if I get, forget it, just copy and paste it when we get to open Q&A. I'll let you know when that is. But good to have you PT then comes in saying, hmm, if he can't find validation within, even external validation won't work. Hmm. Yes, but you'd need to, uh, I mean, that's, it's, Johnny kind of fleshed that out. You're not wrong, not wrong by no means, but Johnny fleshed that out a little bit more precisely. That's more of like a title. We're looking for some sub body there, but not bad, not bad. We're just getting started here, guys. We're just getting started. And for those of you who are just joining in uh, with these class questions, there's a warm-up process. Your minds are going to get warmed up. I'm treating you like students in the classroom. I don't like to spend too long. We're not going to get bogged down in any one particular question until we get deeper in these sessions when we get hours in. That's why I'm really trying to challenge you. I'm not trying to light you guys up right now. I just want to see if anyone can understand really the core principle of this place within validation versus chasing without. Justin H then comes in saying, you titled the video that way because X is depending on external validation of women to feel validation within himself. He's trying to water his inner garden with resources from the outside. Not with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So... So Justin, take me there, take me there. That's almost 100,000 zenny right there. Finish me off with, that's amazing, that's beautiful, but there's just one thing. I need a picture to what that looks like in the real world. So that's that's beautiful, that's very uh, that's, that's, that's very good macro, it's, it's very philosophical, paints a great picture in uh, principle, but I would like to see a real world micro manifestation of what that actually means. So hit me there, just finish it. What would that mean? Let's say, Justin, that he does go out today and, I don't know, puts himself through the absolute me grinder, meets like 20, 30, 40 different people. At the end of the day, he meets this absolute dime piece, the diamond in the sky, the, the woman that just absolutely feels like he connects and lights up with. How is she 
going to respond to him? Based on everything you've said there, I tied you, Justin's answered the first question of why did I title the video that I did, even though the actual question has got nothing to do with a, a woman within the question. Justin nails it. Right? It says, X is depending on external validation of women to feel validation within himself, and then follows it up beautifully with, he's trying to water his inner garden with resources from the outside, not within. Just a beautiful visualization right there. It just it gets us very close to the micro, and all I'm asking you if you're Justin here, or if anyone else can, can finish it up, but really, Justin, finish it. How would a woman respond to him then? Based on everything you've said there, which you're definitely on point with, that's hundred percent on the target. We just want to look at what does that mean because if he's listening to this, and remember in these class sessions, I'm helping to further your development, all of you who are listening. But I'm also here because there's one person who's come directly to me for advice, so I'm going to be uh, keeping him in mind all the time, always looking at how can he best understand this. What if he doesn't get what Justin's just said? What if what Justin said makes absolutely all of no sense? Sometimes these principles, they sound great, but if they have no face and if you can't see how that plays out in the real world, it just doesn't, it doesn't connect. It doesn't connect. I'll give you a couple seconds with that, Jay. If you don't hit that, I'll finish it. He's probably typing right now. So W then comes in saying, Dame, I wasn't expecting that. It means a new beginning for you. Oh, in reference to my dad dying last night in the... In my, in my dream? Is that what you meant? Yeah, maybe. We, I've done, uh, we, there was a social Q&A where we went very deep into the dream state. Don't worry, we can hit it up later on if you still want, if you're still here. So Justin was 100% on. The reason why I titled this video, while she'll never see you as good enough, I've actually been peppering it out through the intro quite a bit. You guys heard me say, if you weren't here at the beginning, I'll say it again. And I will say it many times throughout the session, actually. The more you chase, the further you get away from finding your place. Just really marinate on that for a second. The more I chase external validation outside of me, the more I chase that external validation outside of me, it's almost as if you can visualize yourself Standing, standing in a giant forest and there's a clearing and there's you and there's someone in front of you and whoever that someone is, is the picture of what you wish to be. And as if a silhouette, an aura, a part of you gets separated and leaves you, like a ghost in a way leaves you and separates from you and it's just forever chasing. But the further and the more it attempts to chase that picture in front of it, it just gets further and further away. And as it gets further and further away, so do you get further and further away from bringing that back into you. That's a good visualization. Hopefully that helps you. So Justin H has come in. Hopefully he can follow me up for 100,000 zenny. Uh, but Jay New did come in before that saying, his interactions might have a tinge of awkwardness or gloominess. A girl might not truly understand why he's there or what he wants. Definitely. I agree with that. I do agree with that. It's not quite It's not quite where I wanted Justin to finish it, but I definitely agree with what you're saying there. Justin then comes in saying, that was Jay New, Justin then comes in saying, 
He's defining his self-validation with social and romantic success with women. He's dependent on the fruits, not the roots. So, that's that's on the same line, Justin. You're, you're basically on the same line there. So, I'll ask you an even more pertinent question. I'll just ask you the question directly then. So, Justin, based on everything you've said, which is 100% on point, especially the one before that, but even what you've said there is great. So, why will she never see him as good enough? Just answer that. Finish it. If any of you can finish it, what if basically what I'm asking you here is the answer to the question of this video. And uh, I'll just give you guys one more chance. I'll give you one more chance and then we'll ride on from there. Because I don't, it's not, I don't want to get too deep on it. It's just that it's good to understand the core principle of where we're going. Uh, right from the beginning. And you guys, uh, Jay New and Justin, are operating on good levels right here. You guys are definitely got your minds in the right place. It's just that what I'm looking for, we've gone macro enough. I want to see a micro application, what this means, how she will respond, how she will perceive him. Jay New said the awkwardness, bit of gloominess. She might not understand why he's there or what he wants. That's true. That's true. But th- those are all definitely possibilities. And I actually, probably more the possibilities, very much likely potentials. However, there's that one fundamental question of why she will never see him as good enough. Boom. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. Justin comes in. Here we go. Justin finally finishes it up to the question saying, she'll never see him as good enough because he doesn't see himself as good enough. Yes. There we go. <laughs> we got there. All right. All right. There we go. That's 100,000 Zeddy. Justin hits that first reward, son. <laughs> Took you a little bit, but hey, this first episode of the season, first episode of the season, we're getting there, but Justin's fucking nailed it. The reason why she'll never see him as good enough is because he does not see himself as good enough. That's why I titled this video the way I did. It was like a, it was a reverse engineering, it's it's a Mr. Miyagiing. it's a, uh, a bit of water right there. It's a Mr. Miyagiing. It's it's a way of starting with the end in mind, which is how I wanted to do this podcast, which is that we're going to work back from here now. Because as you guys heard in his context, in his story, he wants to break free of his his shell, his lack of social development shell, in which he's been homeschooled all his life, has very little sexual experience. He's trying to go out, he wants to go do 30-day challenges, uh, going across different cities uh, in the U.S., and just wants to uh, really evolve himself. And I gave him a lot of ups at the beginning of this podcast for that. However, then he threw in this spanner, the absolute red flag of in that beautiful dream or that beautiful plan of that. I never feel like I'm going to be good enough. I don't feel good enough. Uh, I'm not okay with myself. I feel like I'm never going to be okay with myself. And that he's chasing external validation from outside of himself to bring that in. That's why I asked the question in reverse from the end point. Because he can do everything. He can, he can commit hours, hundreds and thousands of hours, all the rest of his life to this pursuit of a picture, of this picture that he sees outside of himself, whatever that, that picture is. He hasn't specifically explained it in his message, oh, it looks like this, oh, it's the, it's, it's the penthouse in New York and it's the car and... It's the absolute financial freedom, etc. He hasn't painted all those things, which in previous podcasts, some guys tend to do. But he's just said largely, 
he's given us largely the idea of who he wants to be, gaining that validation. It doesn't matter how much he chases that. In fact, actually, wait, it does matter how much he chases that in terms of him actually reaching the place he wants to come to. He wants to come to a place because what's the end game of all this? If X is in here right now, what's the end game of all this? Why are you doing cold approach? Why are you pursuing social dynamics? Why are you doing anything? Why, are you, why do you want a solid job? For anyone now speaking macro, why would you want a solid job? Why would you want uh, financial freedom? Why would you want to be a pur- person of purpose? Why would you want to have all of your temple in order from purpose, physical, mental, and social development? Why do all these things? Why is this important? Especially for X here, just focusing very specifically on the social dynamics. Why is that so important? Who, yes, who will you serve with this grand envisionment of your final completion of social dynamics? Let's just give an idea of what that means, like in his, in his mind. Maybe he thinks that, let's just call it conscious competence at a minimum, unconscious competence, right? Just to be able to, what was interesting, someone's calling my phone right now. I wanted to go by phone to get to his message, but I know he's calling me. <laughs> it's a gym. It's a gym calling me. Okay, I'll just get it from memory. He said in his message that he feels like he's gotten to a good place with sparking attraction with girls and just connecting with people in general. Yet there was an inconsistency, and I said there was a few inconsistencies. My friends, here's the next class question. Here's the next class question. Where's the inconsistency in that? Because now that that person has stopped calling me, <laughs> I could get back to this message. Uh, so, here's the next class question for you guys. I want you to hit me with a red flag. There's an inconsistency, and there's a red flag. He says... I've gotten to an okay spot with connecting and sparking attraction with women and just connecting with people in general. Hold that. Fast forward to the end of his message there. Just hold that. I'm just finding this part of the message. He then goes on to say, I've never had a sold girlfriend. Only stayed in the talking stage and past the make-out point, and all of them ended. Which, looking back now, I know why, being needy, insecure, putting more in the wom- than the woman would. Only had two romantic partners and a one-night stand. So that's, there is an inconsistency there of, of just in the literality of like, but hang on a second, I thought you said... Yeah, so romantic partners to him. I I actually would, if I had to put money on it, because I don't. He's not in the session right now. I would actually say he is a virgin. Because just going back to the beginning, there says that he's never gone past the makeout point. Yeah. Anyways, it's just very sexually inexperienced. So there is a red flag and an inconsistency. The reason why I'm bringing up this class question now, tying it all back in, is because. And, that, and that's what I'm asking you guys. What's the inconsistency? What's the red flag between him saying, I've gotten to an okay point with sparking attraction and creating connection with women and just people in general? He says that, but then also simultaneously on the flip says that, goes on to describe all his lack of sexual intimate experience, of being needy and insecure and et cetera, et cetera. Can someone paint out for me? This is a pretty easy one, actually. Can someone paint out for me what's the issue there? What's the red flag within his thinking 
when you look at the two different, really, the sun and moon that he's given us in, a, in one sentence. This is very micro now. We've switched gears completely. This is now getting into the tactics of social dynamics because I asked you, I was getting on the line of what's the point of doing all this? What's the point in this guy pursuing social dynamics if, if he's never going to find a place within himself? And that then pins something in my mind of the clients who go up and the clients that come down. We'll get that straight after this. I just pin that in my mind, going up the mountain and coming down. So I'm going to come back in the chat right now. If you guys are enjoying this session, don't forget to hit a thumbs up down below in this video. Help support it. If you're up in podcast land, by the way, uh, drop a comment on this in post. If you have any further questions or just a bit of feedback, always most appreciated. Don't worry, guys. I know I, I, can, I can feel you. I can feel you. I know it's not just the live ones. I know there's a lot of you listening in post. So hope you guys are doing well. Okay. Go back in the chat here. Hmm. Justin H then had come in saying, oh, no, 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 that was after his answer. PT then says, because her attraction isn't depending on his need for her. Because her attraction isn't depending on his need for her. And I'm not entirely sure what that means. Okay. Uh, Justin H then comes in saying, a similar vibe to one of the messages from your previous podcasts, looks only matter if they matter to you. Yeah. That's an interesting. Well, yeah, you can... You can paint that lesson in many different ways. Definitely, you're on with that. Jay New then come in saying, that's a great appetizer for X. I can appreciate the setup, haha. Yeah, yeah, we're going to reverse engineer this. PT then comes in saying, he's at the beginning of his journey and wants to jump to the late stages of the clock faces, but can't yet. Good, PT. Good. This is good, PT, because you're not entitled to the fruit you haven't earned. Yeah, this is good. But we're getting off on, there's a lot of tangents opening up here, a lot of different lines we could go down. But PT has hit one there that he's at the beginning of the journey, yet he wishes to dine on fruit not yet earned. That's essentially what PT is saying there. He wants to jump to later stages of clock faces, but can't yet. There's a whole different issue going on there. You're on point with that. So I think that's one of PT's answers to the inconsistencies uh, because that's the question I've asked you guys is what's the inconsistency? What's the red flag within his thinking of saying that he's doing an okay job of attracting, sparking connection with women and people in general, yet at the same time, it's not manifesting. There's no demonstration or practice of that in his life in terms of actual progressed sexually intimate experiences with either the opposite sex or even if they're non-sexually polarized with people in general. Uh PT is saying that now if we reframe PT's or just readjust the perspective on PT's answer, saying he's at the beginning of his journey and wants to jump to the later stages of the clock face, but can't yet. I definitely agree with all that happening there. It's not exactly what, what I'm targeting with that question, but it's a great line to go on. Uh, it's something that we will address. So thank you, PT. Jay Nu then came in saying, from where he started, the first few steps felt like a huge leap for him and props, but he lacks perspective of how many lessons still remain and how he can say he's satisfied if he knows there's at least a step he hasn't made, a.k.a. the girlfriend. And how he can say he's satisfied if he knows there's at least a step he hasn't made. So what Jay News kind of describing there is romantic complacency. 
He's made a small modicum amount of development along his journey, but he's resting on that. Yeah. That's 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 pretty good, Jay. That's pretty damn close, actually. That is uh that's very targeted to what's going on. If you really look at it, that's probably the core of the inconsistencies. Definitely, we all give him uh, huge props for someone who's been homeschooled all his life, lack of sexual experience. He's doing great. Just the fact that he's getting out at all is amazing. Absolutely. But we don't need to keep saying that. We understand that if you're in this session. We now need to go hard on what the red flags would be. Justin H gives us the final answer and then we'll tie this up. Well done, Joe. Uh, Justin H says, it sounds like X keeps moving the goalpost of what he defines as success with women. First, it was nailing qualification. After that, it was getting past the makeout stage. That's the inconsistency. Yes. If you combine, it's like that's a very complex answer, but it's no less true. Jay's was the much simpler, more targeted one that doesn't require a lot of thinking. It's just very plain insight. But actually, Justin's is just as true. Just as on point, just as correct. You both nailed it. Moving of the goalposts. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, to give you guys a reference example of this, if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, especially in the realm of social dynamic development, if your goalposts, to Justin's analogy there, aren't set correct, if they aren't the criteria for success, isn't accurate, isn't what it actually should be that would foster, and you guys, what should it be? Foster, what we're looking for is a criteria for success that would foster long-term development over 10 to 70, 100 years. If your criteria for success, X, doesn't map to your development within the next 10 to 100 years, and that's not hyperbole. I literally mean that as you're sitting there listening to this podcast going, what are my goals? What are my goals for my development? And this applies to all areas of your life, by the way, not just social development. But for you, X, because you've come to me for social dynamic questioning, if your goals, and I ask you, what are your goals? And you say, well, as Justin said, well, at first, it was just a spark attraction and get through the qualification stage. That's very short-sighted. That's very short-term. What, that's all you want to achieve? Okay. But then once you achieve that, then you move it a little bit more and then it's to get to the make-out stage, as Justin pointed out there. Okay, then you achieve that. And then so this picture of what success is keeps getting further and further away. When do you ever arrive? When do you ever earn a place within yourself? Listen, my friends, one of my favorite quotes of all time from my number one favorite movie of all time, James Cameron's Avatar, is a quote. The Navi believe that every person is born twice. And on the second time, you earn your place among the people forever. Hit you guys in the feels right there. Gets me excited just watching that, just thinking about that. So the sentiment, the reason why I brought up that quote, earning your place among the people. Just rephrase that line to the Navi believe each person is born twice and on the second time you earn your place amongst yourself forever. Now we're getting deep. 
Just if you rephrase that, just to take around among the people and among yourself, what does that mean? What does it mean? Justin and Jay, you guys might be switched on enough right now to go, why would I bring up that quote? Why would I bring up that quote? If X is sitting there, I was talking about goals before this, and then all of a sudden we took it into this deep, sentimental and emotional line of uh, quotation. Why would I bring that up? Why, would it, why does it look like I made such a huge right turn when we were going left? But actually, I think we've made it, we've just keep going forward. It's actually a deeper foray into the exploration of this young man's mind. Why would I bring that quote up? What does that quote mean? Especially if you take away the people, the people and make it amongst himself. If he's born twice and on the second time is when he earns the place amongst himself. He earns his place among himself the second time forever. What does that mean? What does that mean? It seems like a huge right turn. And if that's a really difficult question for you, X, listen to this right now, think about where it stemmed from. Well, what was Adam talking about just before that? Well, he was just schooling me on goals and how the goalposts keep moving. And how my long my development criteria for success should be based on an idea, a picture of the next 10 to 100 years. Now, what that picture is, we'll describe a little bit more as we're going through this podcast. I think you can get an idea. Certainly not going to be external. It's going to be something that we paint from within. Absolutely. But it's the time frame I was going on there. That's the core of this question I'm asking you guys right now. The time frame. I said between 10 to 100 years. I didn't say zero to 100. I didn't say five to 100. I said it starts at 10, that your criteria for success should start at 10 years of development and then expand and compound out many, many decades beyond that. Why is that important? That's a great question. But more so to the question I've just asked, why did I bring up that quote from Avatar? What do I mean by he will only earn his place among himself the second time around and it will be forever? I can feel you guys thinking about it because it is a deep question. That's not an easy question, but we're deep enough in the session. This is how we do in Social Q&A Live. I hit you guys with some easy questions at the beginning and then uh, expect you to, to maintain pace. Maintain pace with me. As your sensei here in this session, I am aware if you guys are going to fall behind and if you just completely fall down altogether, I'll scale it back. But I always run in the mind of that I want to push you, I want to challenge you, I want you to think, I want you to evolve yourself within the session, or if not, be challenged to such a point in which that you fry yourself within the session, and then you come back next week a little bit stronger. This is episode one. This is episode one of season six, aka episode 61 of the entire ship, of the entire body of work. But this is episode one, so you guys think, I don't know, it's too difficult. Because <laughs> I know when you guys, because it takes you a long time to answer when it's a difficult question. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We're here. We're here. Let's be here then. If we're here, let's be here. Whatever you're doing, be doing it. Let's go back over to this chat, see if we've got some answers here. Jay Nui come in saying, in Haikyuu, I remember someone asks Hinata why he works so hard and he always gives one of two answers. Number one, the team hasn't lost yet. Or number two, he has to earn the right to stay on the court. 
That's good. That's good, Jay. But you haven't wrapped, you haven't synthesized, synthesized. It's a hard word to say quickly. You have not synthesized that lesson from Hinata. That lesson from Hinata is actually a very similar lesson to the lesson of the Navi of earning your place amongst the people the second time around and living on forever. You're describing something very similar, a very similar principle, but you have not synthesized that into what it means for this guy. What does that mean for this guy? I know it's a challenge and I won't spend too much more time on this. If you guys aren't going to get it in the next two or three attempts, I'm going to run through it, but that's okay. Just do your best. And that's the other thing, guys. If you are... If you don't know, it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. You can take a swing. Yes, I'll flame you. It's okay. There'll always be love with it. And uh, but if you don't, if you don't uh, push yourself, how will you ever grow? So don't be afraid to try and answer these questions, no matter how difficult they may be. Cameron then comes in saying, "Who I've never seen in this chat before." C Cameron actually, just call him C. Comes in saying he will earn deep respect for himself when he takes on the challenge of his journey and takes action. He will never have to chase the feeling of enough, in quotes, because he knows it. it's always on him to take action and improve. I'm smiling here. I'm smiling here. This is a good camera. I like that. I'm just, I'm just marinating a little bit deeper on Cameron's end there. He will earn deep respect for himself when he takes on the challenge of his journey and takes action. So Cameron, finish me then. Finish me. I like that. I like that a lot. I want you to tie it in and make it relevant to the Avatar quote of each person is born twice and on the second time is when you earn your place among the people forever. Please, please apply what you have said there because what you said, Cameron, is tremendous. I love it. Daskiris, Daskio, Dakara, it is not quite finished. It is like a hard, it's like an 80% baked pie. I want you to finish me. I want you to apply what you've ascertained there, which is, is great. And how does that apply to the idea of living twice and it's on the second time around that you earn your place among the people or if it helps you, make it a little bit easier, earn your place among yourself forever. Just just make a tie there. If you can give me the loosest of ties, I'll help you out. I just want to push you to think about what that means, not only in a very macro, high-level philosophical perspective, but then if you can take that and then you can apply that into something that would actually help him change the way he's living, the way he's progressing in his journey. That's what we're really looking at here. That's why I'm not letting this avatar thing go because it's not just something cool that I said. It's, it's something that, uh, that has real-world application. Otherwise, I would not spend time with this. Cameron, if you can finish that, I've got to move, we've got to move forward here, but you've given us some real good there. Uh, that's probably one of the best answers uh, to this question definitely so far. So thank you. Not finished though. Just Nature then comes in saying, 
You know, Justin, you're the only one who doesn't have a nickname. I call you J. I was just going to say, call you J, but J because Justin H putting Justin and H together, as in J. Only you would know what that means, though. I'll keep working on it. I'll keep trying to find you a nickname. Uh, because there's too many J's. There's way too many J's. For now, Justin says, being born the second time is when you manifest your purpose in life. Yes, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. However, not quite relevant to why I asked the question. It's not specific enough. It is a general principle. I would not argue with that, Justin. However, I want you to do what what I'm asking Cameron to do. I want you to apply what being born for a second time means. Well, actually, but though, Justin, the reason why I brought up that quote altogether uh, is what the reason you've given is not exactly on. I do agree with you in general, but not in my, not specifically. Jay New then comes in saying, your purpose lives beyond your lifespan. Uh, you guys are getting a little off. You and Justin, Jay, you're getting, a, you're getting a little off. Not that you're, not that what you're saying is incorrect, but not relevant to this guy's development in social dynamics and not relevant to why she'll never see him as good enough. That's what I'm looking for. I want to make a tie between the two, not just... Like I said, I didn't just bring that shit up just because it's something good to bring up and just because it's a good thing to discuss. While all that thing is true, absolutely. I want X to hear that and go, I'm born twice and it's on the second time around that I'll earn my place amongst myself forever. What does it mean for him to be born for a second time? And that's the time that he earns his place. If you can bring that in, if you can bring that in and then tie that into his journey of social dynamics and his journey of development, and then these ideas of internal versus external validation start to become pretty clear. Pretty clear if you can get this. It's a difficult question though. I 100% agree. It's a very difficult question, but you guys are working through it. I like it. We've just got our first super chat from Danish Zishan, who drops a $5 euro. Sorry, $5 euro. That's uh, habit force of habit five euros saying big bro got some inspiration from your potto and jay peterson my friend encouraged me and got a girl's number finally took responsibility p.s you guys are awesome you're awesome danish you're awesome uh thank you very much for that super chat and we'll just take a pause just for a second here just to honor that and say mr danish while we are not currently in open Q&A, when we do get to open Q&A, which is when I open up this session to questions of any regard, anything in the world of human interaction, all the Super Chats get bumped to the top uh, because that's I'm super appreciative of that and it helps support everything that's going on. I'll give more time. So if you do want to come back and you have a specific question when we get to open Q&A, uh, don't worry. I'll remember you got the Super Chat there and you'll get bumped to the top. Not right now, so don't drop your question now, but when we get to open Q&A, hold it for then. And I just want to thank you uh, for that love, for that support, and for you actually taking change of uh, taking control of your life and changing. That's awesome, man. Excellent. Okay, let's move through here. Jay New, Jay New, I'm still on this on this avatar thing, man. I'm still on this Navi thing. I still want to make sure we understand what it means to be born twice, and it's on the second time you earn your place among yourself or the people forever. Jane says, you are more than just this physical body and will reach infinity once you are aligned with that deeper purpose. Yes, but too far off, really far off now. You, 
Jay, Jaydu and Justin, you're getting way too far off. While you're on, in terms of what you're saying, yeah, you're looking too literal into the actual Avatar storyline and what that meant within the storyline. We're not going that deep. You guys, you guys are going way too deep within that at face or just in its value of what it's being said. What I want you to do is to just take the lesson of that and then apply it to his social dynamic journey. That's what I'm getting at here. Yes. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> yes, let's go. We had that silent pause because I just, I read Cameron's message, the next message before actually reading it out. Like I read it in my mind. <laughs> That's why I got excited. So see Cameron finally comes in with a win saying he is born a second time when he decides to undertake the journey because it is his decision and he is choosing to transform himself. Yes, That's what I'm talking about. 100,000 zenny. That's two people in this chat right now that have earned the 100k zenny reward. If you don't know what zenny is, that's an, that's an abomination. Just search it up. Uh, <laughs> just search it up. That's 100,000 zenny right there. So, Cameron, thank you for taking us all the way. Now, let's put both of Cameron's answers together and we're going to get some real zenny right here. <clears throat> Cameron had initially said he will earn deep respect for himself when he takes on the challenge of his journey and takes action he will never have to chase the feeling of enough because he always knows it's always on him to take action and improve. That's good. That's good. But I then went on to further question. I then went on to further question. Well, not further question, but to bring in this idea of being born for a second time. And I just want to take it back at it. Oh, hold on. And then so it was after that Cameron then comes in finally saying he's born a second time when he decides to undertake the journey because it is his decision and he's choosing to transform himself. That's all I was looking for. All I was looking for is that he will earn the place amongst himself when he decides to do for himself. He earns respect. He earns his validation when he decides that that validation has to be painted from within, that I will no longer chase that picture, that person, that object that experience, that past, that future. Nothing outside of myself. There will no longer be a chase for it. All that matters now is what I derive and paint from within. And to that quote of each Navi is born twice and the second time is when they earn their place among the people forever. He is born a second time when he comes to that realization that he sheds that part of himself that desired at the beginning of this social Q&A when Jay knew would come in with the cup that has no bottom, right? When you throw that cup away and there's only one thing left, it's just you. And you're just looking to fulfill yourself. You're just looking to develop yourself for the sake of developing yourself, not for the sake of reaching a point of gratification, validation from someone outside of yourself. Because that in and of itself will never be reached, it's, like, it's such a seductive and elusive image. My friends, my family, the ups from all of them, the sexy girlfriend, the wife, kids, family, and the, this amount of money, this place to live, et cetera, these experiences, et cetera, everything, whatever you want, whatever picture he wants to paint, all these sexual experiences uh, for someone who's been very much in scarcity of that, whatever it may be. The reason why this was titled, Wow, She'll Never See You As Good Enough, 
is because you do not see yourself as good enough. Just nature coming great with that at the beginning. Now, why we went on this tangent is because the next question he would ask himself naturally is, well, how do I, how do I see myself as good enough? That's where all this line came down because we had tagged on with goals and what type of goals we want to set. But if I could just throw you guys something really challenging and really difficult, which is what we did in the form of this being born twice again. Within the quote of being born twice again, and it's on the second time that you earn your place amongst yourself, that's how you see yourself as good enough. The current iteration of who X is will never be good enough because he's not good enough for himself. When he learns to become good enough for himself, he's born again now for the second time and forever. You, you don't unsee that. You don't unsee that. You may stray from that, but you don't unsee that. And I'm not going to stand here and say that he's going to listen to this and that realization happens for him. No. If you guys are used to social Q&A, these things are things that take time. They take time. They take work within yourself. So if he's listening to this right now, Cameron, Justin, Janu, PT, they've all been offering great little mirror points. They've been offering great little mirror points bouncing off of the lighthouse that I'm trying to shine off here, trying to point them in certain directions, trying to get you guys to certain realizations without giving it to you, trying to help you to find it for yourself. And X, if a lot of this is not making sense, that's good. It really shouldn't. It really shouldn't because, you know, as as Einstein said, I think it was Einstein, at your current level of development at which this at which this issue was created it will not be solved at your current level of development this issue will not be solved you need to evolve beyond your current level of development and see beyond this and then one day you will look back and go shit how do i never see this how did i never see this how is how is this such an easy thing for me to digest right now it's probably not that right now so let's make it tactical then Let's make it tactical. Maybe he's sitting there and he's going, all right, all right, so she'll never see me as good enough. And why is that important? Because I don't see myself as good enough. Okay. It's going to lead to a lot of downstream issues and undesired effect within your relationships. So you need to get to the place of coming, well, next 10 to 100 years of development, that micro tactics, that's what my goal should be focused around. You will never be done with inadequacies, X. You will never be done, right? Your very nature is imperfection in terms of your, our ego, egoic concept of who we are. Not talking about your true nature. That's a little too deep for this conversation. But looking at the ego of who X believes himself to be, you'll never be done. For the rest of your life, you will be finding the next inadequacy, the next issue within yourself to fix. So can you guys sense there's a paradox here? If that's, my, if that's the state of living as a human being, then how can I ever be happy within myself? How can I ever come to a place within myself? And therein lies both pulling from one side and pulling from the other. It's like there's a harmony that has to be had within those two in which that I come to a place of self-acceptance, full self-acceptance. My friends, here's the next class question. There's two questions. Which one do we want to go first? 
we'll stay on self-acceptance. Okay, now I'm always kind of giving you the answer. This should be really quick. Just some of you are really tuned in right now. Answer this up really quick. Let's take this into the real world. You got X, like I said, goes out an absolute romper. Means just this absolutely beautiful woman, like just amazing. Not just beautiful on the outside, but beautiful on the inside. There's a harmony. There's a connection between the two. Great. Sets up for the day two. They go out on the day two. It's just magic. It's absolute magic. They're out there in the garden. They're just feeling the universe swirl around each other. And they find themselves within each other. It's absolutely beautiful. Okay. What does she need to feel within him to signal off, sign off? Yes, I can trust him. I'm attracted beyond level of recognition. I feel such a level of comfort within him that I could be myself, let go of myself to the point in which that there is no more self. What does she need to feel within him? Don't don't go out into the woods with me on this question. Make it really targeted, just really focus and think about what we've discussed with him. Specifically to do with the ideas of chasing a picture of validation outside of yourself, coming to a place and finding and earning your place within yourself. What does she need to feel given all the other parameters are correct? You know, all the, everything else is there, as I described in the story. Universe swirling. They feel each other within each other. Right? They feel the universe within each other. It's beautiful. What does she need to do to be able to feel within him, to be able to check off all those high levels of attraction beyond recognition, comfort, beyond a place of knowing who you are, letting go of all that? What does she need to feel? What does she need to feel? Please hit me with that. This is the this is the micro tactics. This is the actual what it looks like in real life. And you take all the philosophical avatar quotes and you take all the uh, all the awesome stuff you guys are saying in this. Cameron, Justin, Janu, you guys have been saying some great shit. We need to make sure that this is applicable for him because this is going to be a scenario that pops up. Take your time with this. Think about this. And if he's sitting there right now. Don't, over, don't overwork the mind. Don't overwork the cogs in your mind. That's why the students are here. That's why I'm pushing them. And that's for a lot of the time, for a lot of you guys that said, who are the featured context of these social Q&As, don't try and work yourselves too hard during this session. Work. But if you hit an impasse, it's okay. Take a sip. Because there are other people in this chat who are working hard for you. That's what makes these social Q&As so good. These guys are engaging their minds, engaging their spirits, attempting to answer these extremely difficult questions. Not only, of course, because of their own development, but because I'm se- I sense there's a part of them that wants you to work as well, that wants you to develop as well, that wants you to grow. So it's okay. It's not all you. It's not all the pressure's not all on you right now, Mr. X. We're all here for you. We're going to get this. And we're almost there as well. We're almost out of it. We're almost out of this dark, dark, uh, gloomy sense of hopelessness. Like, fuck, well, I've got all these issues with my internal beliefs. Nah, it's not all that. There is a light, and that's what we always do. We always bring the light in at the end. But you've got to go through the darkness first. So, going back up in the chat. Holy 
shit. Uh, who's, who was next? I just want to see if anyone's answered this question yet. By the way, I see some of you guys have come in the chat before this, but I want to stay really relevant to what we're talking about right now because this is inspirational. So I'll, co- I'll go back and address some of you guys in a sec. So the first attempt at answering this question, <laughs> i.e., what does she need to do to be able to check off signal? That full, that full connection. That full connection when I described that level of attraction beyond recognition and comfort beyond self. Switz had come in saying, uh, calm, peace, congruence, and presence? Question mark. I just came in though. I don't know. Hi, eh? <laughs> Switz. You know what I really appreciate about that answer? Is that you said I don't know. I love that. I love that you took a swing even though you haven't been in here this entire session. You've definitely missed a lot. We've, we've been going through the meat grinder. But just the fact that you said calm, peace, congruence, and presence, and you don't even, you haven't even really been here, definitely not correct, but definitely not incorrect. Those are great things. So I like that you're here. Stay with us. Not relevant. Not not a not a hundred thousand any answer to this question though. But stay with us. PT comes in with the next answer, saying he needs to feel confidence in in B. Oh, PT thinkers would say. To recorrect, he needs to feel confidence in himself in order for her to be able to trust and release. Not quite. Yes, but it depends on what confidence means. If you if you specific confidence is too general, PT. Yes, he definitely needs to feel confidence in himself, but confidence about what? Confidence about what? That's what you're missing there. But Yuki, you're in the right garden. Not the right tree, certainly not the right fruit, but you're in the right garden. So keep going. That's good. Keep thinking about it. Cameron then comes in saying that she needs to feel that he is congruent within himself and therefore doesn't care what anyone else thinks and can be present within uh, present with her. That he's congruent within himself and therefore doesn't care what anyone thinks and can be present with her. but 100% no. 100% yes, but 100% no. Very similar. Very similar, Cameron, to PT's answer. Just not quite. Just not quite. While you're definitely correct in that those things need to be there, 100%. I guess I want, this is very much relevant to this, the reason why we'd have done this podcast for this guy. This one particular issue he's struggling with the most. You guys have just been a little too general. You have to be. So Cameron, in that analogy, you're in the right garden, getting closer to the tree, but not the right fruit either. Okay. Justin H, but good. Good. I like this. I like that you guys are working. Justin H then comes in saying, she'll have to feel that X has the confidence to lead the interaction between them. Now, Justin, you're on the same line as the others. I 100% agree with you, but not specific enough. That's too general. Too general. You guys are like, you're wandering around the garden. There's a tree right in the middle with an apple on it. I want to find that apple. Because you guys are saying things that are general principles. Things that are, that anyone could, that anyone and everyone needs to apply. Which is why they're great. I love that you're coming up with them. Fantastic. Yes, sir. However, not relevant to him. Not relevant to his story. Because that's actually... 
if he was to look at those things you guys have said, that would actually make him more confused. We need to make it very specific to targeting his one issue. Jay New then comes in saying, safety. That he is a vessel for her femininity that she can trust his integrity. If I'm missing anything, then it's having the presence and freedom to make her feel alive. Safety that he is a vessel for her femininity and that she can trust his integrity. So again, Janus, I just had to process that a little bit more because it's a little bit more complex, but no, you're on the same. You're wrong for the same reason that everyone else is wrong and you're all right. (laughs) You're all correct in that you're all saying great things, just not relevant to him. What you guys are missing, I'll give you guys one more shot. What you guys are missing is the very title of this of this podcast. The very what we spent most of this podcast going on. You guys have kind of just gone off into a little too general. You've gone a little too general with this. I want to specify it and laser this down into one thing that she needs to feel from him specifically. What you guys are giving me is what she needs to feel from him as a general masculine being, which is fantastic. You guys are hitting some good shit. Like if no one else. If you're not X, everything else these guys are saying, I'm sure everyone else is going, but all this sounds amazing. But all this is like, yeah, check that, check that. Boom, that's 100,000 zenny. Boom. <laughs> it's like, no, none of it. None of it's 100,000 zenny because none of it's specific to his one particular red flag inconsistency sticking point. The greatest uh, discomfort in his heart right now. That's what you guys are missing up in here. Oh, shit. One more, tra- one more attempt. I give you guys one more attempt. And if you're not there, I'll write it on home. Sal then comes and saying, Oos, welcome back, Sensei. Glad to be here. Hey. Such a buddy down, huh? Good to have you here as well, man. Thank you. Arigato. Switz then comes in saying, What if she had to feel that everything will be okay? Glad to hear that. Happy to be here. Switz, you're wrong for the reason that everyone else is wrong, but also which means you're correct in many different ways. You're definitely correct that she she definitely needs to feel that everything will be okay. And that's actually a really good question, a really good thought line that maybe we would just tap on. If you guys want, what does it mean for a woman to feel like everything will be okay? That's a fucking good question, actually. That's a really good question, just in general, uh, which I'm sure a lot of guys have absolutely no idea about, which I'm sure a lot of women don't even know about. What does it mean to feel like everything will be okay? Because you hear that all the time. Okay, we're getting off on a major tangent right here. When we get to open Q&A, if any of you want me to expound on this idea of everything will be okay and what that means, particularly in a sexually polarized relationship, when a man and a woman are coming together for the first time, um, if you guys, I'm just excited by that topic. I want to make a whole different video about that. But if you guys want me to expound on that, I will. Otherwise, it's not relevant to what we're talking about right now. Thank you, though, Switz. It's good. You've already been uh, valuable to this session because of that. Jay New then comes in saying, if I'm missing any... Oh, no, he already said that. Never mind. I already said that earlier. Cameron then comes in saying, she needs to feel that he is enough for himself. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. All right, thank you. Cameron has got two... That's that's 200,000 Zenny rewards. That's 100K. That's 100K Zenny right there. Finally, someone got it. It took us a, it took us a while. It took us a fucking minute to get it but Cameron got it he said she needs to feel that he is enough for himself you guys you know what I said this question when I brought up this question I said uh this is gonna be a really easy question in fact I almost answered it for you guys could someone just answer it really quickly if you were to rewind this podcast in replay 
You can go back and hear me say that. This was not supposed to be a very deep question. And I even said, guys, don't get lost in the woods with this. What did you guys do? You all got lost in the woods. <laughs> you all went off up in different trees, even though there was a nice clearing in the, in the forest with one tree, with one apple. Cameron has hit it. And by the way, that's not me uh, shitting on you guys for all your answers. All your answers were great. They were all great trees. You all found great trees in terms of general macro principles of what the masculine being needs to provide for the feminine being. So well done to all of you that hit that. But none of you hit the apple, except for Cameron, finally. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. But Cameron says, so, so let me rewind this. Let me, let's get, get our heads wrapped around. Where are we with this? Let's say that X has listened to this entire podcast and goes, all right, all right, there's a lot of philosophical concepts here. Not a lot of them making a lot of sense, but I can at least get the idea that the only way that I will be okay within myself is if I earn that place within myself. And the only way to do that is to let go of the people outside of me, the validation outside of me. I get that? Okay, how do I apply that? That's what this question was about. So I gave you guys the hypothetical story that he goes out on absolute romper, puts himself through the absolute shit, gets, goes through like 20, 40, 50, 60 different interactions that night, ends up just in the dying stages. It's fucking 4 a.m. People are shit-faced on the street. There are kebabs getting thrown around everywhere. Everyone's getting their kebabs. And he's sitting out there on the white deck chairs. And all of a sudden, his absolute diamond just walks by. She's just this, this stunning, this absolutely stunning woman. She's got flowing brunette hair, these crystal diamond eyes that just look like lakes. And so he said, fuck it, I've already met 50, 60 people. I've got cut down all night. What's one more? Fuck it, he can barely even get his body up there. But he gets up there and it's just, boom, fireworks from the beginning. They cement a connection. They decide, we'll get this again another time. They're on that another time. They're down there in the gardens. They're feeling the universe just flux and center within them. All of a sudden, there's this tremendous connection between the two. And she's on that precipice of going, fuck. I want to enter that place of attraction beyond recognition with him. I want to feel that level of comfort and wish that I no longer know who I am. That's how comfortable it is to be with this guy. But before that, I need to feel something within him. I need to check off something within him. I just wanted you guys to answer what that thing would be. It's taken us a long time to get there. That's okay. <laughs> Cameron finally comes in saying, she needs to feel that he is enough for himself. Yes, sir. Real cash master. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay, so X, can you see what I mean? You're there in the flux and the center of the universe. You're in the precipice of your absolute diamond in the sky, making that decision within herself, which, by the way, is not conscious. She's not sitting there going, hmm, I wonder if I can let go into the attraction beyond recognition and the comfort of letting go of all self. She's not sitting there saying that, but on a subconscious level, signals are being registered. Chemistry is being boiled. Uh, concoctions are being formed and there's a bubbling of emotions within her that is either going to check a yes or no. It's either going to be a yes or no to that. One of the number one precluding factors to whether that's going to be a yes is have you earned your place within yourself? X, have you earned your place within yourself?
Because if you have not, then she will not either. She will not recognize that within you. Because who is she, X? Who is she? She is you. She's your mirror. She's just a reflection point for you and your journey. As you are for her. As all beings are for us. All beings are just a reflection point, a mirror. And in this life, we seek the highest clarity of mirror possible. Those who fully understand and fully accept us. Those are the mirrors that we want to spend most of our time around. But there are many mirrors with many cracks. And when you have a cracked a cracked mirror, the image comes back distorted. Many people choose this consciously. They choose to hang around and uh, socialize themselves with people with cracked mirrors that distort an image so they don't have to face the truth of who they are. That's not the direction we want to go in though. We want the raw honesty. We want the raw reflection coming back at us, showing us exactly who we are. All of our flaws, all our inadequacies, so that we can build a better version of ourselves, a better bridge, stronger. X, it is because you are weak that you will know strength. It is because you are weak now that you will become strong. It's the only way you know. When you see this woman in front of you right now, you're sitting down there. She's only going to reflect back to you what you have earned within yourself. If you can't come to a place of, forget about it. Forget about what that guy thinks. Forget about what she thinks. Forget about what anyone else thinks. I have my journey. I'm going to map very tactically my goals over the next 10 to 100 years, minimum 10 over the next 100 years, key factor there. And I just keep hustling on that. And whether I reach the place of objective external success, whether that happens within the next 10 to 100 years, or I die first, it doesn't matter. She needs to feel that within you. Not those words, but the feeling behind those words. That, hey, this guy really doesn't need anything. Not from me, not from anyone else. All of you that hit such great macro principles of what it means to uh, be a, provide what the masculine needs to provide. You know, Jay Newwood said needs to feel confidence. Uh, sorry, um, that he needs to provide that feeling of having presence and freedom to make her feel alive. Uh, what else did I believe? I said Jay uh, PT had said he needs to feel confidence in himself in order. To, for her to be able to trust and release. Justin said confidence as well in the interaction between them. Other people said, and he said leading as well. You guys all said good things. You said, uh, Switz had said calm, peace and congruence. You all said good things. But do you see how you guys were off? You're off, but you're on. You're off in good cheese, but none of the trees had the apple we're looking for. The apple I was looking for was for this guy very specifically. And I don't want to confuse him. I don't want to confuse him, which is why I brought in the cracked mirrors. Am I saying, are you guys saying, Adam, are you saying that if he doesn't come to a place of full 100% acceptance and having earned a second life within himself, right, that, that knowing that, hey, listen, it's just my journey and that's all there will ever be, the journey will always be your journey. Are you saying that if he doesn't come to that, he will never be able to entertain a sexual, sexually intimate experience, he'll never be able to entertain a deep and meaningful connection with anyone else? Of course not. I said there are many mirrors and many of them are cracked. There are many mirrors that will let you pass with less than clear and optimal reflection. There are many people who will let you slide with less than optimal 
skill set and psychology behind it. Right? These people are cracked. These people allow to, themselves to be mistreated. These people allow themselves to fool themselves into uh, accepting something less than they should. And this is brutal. This is absolutely brutal, which is fantastic because that's what we want. What you want, what X, what I want for you, X, as a coach, and if I was your father, if I was your older brother, what I would want for you is for you to go through that test a hundred thousand times over, infinite times over, until you pass the test. To be sitting down there with a girl that absolutely lights you up, but then she feels within you, actually, you know what? There's something about this guy. He just doesn't feel like he's earned his place within himself. So no thanks. I'll pass. I'll go find someone else. I would much rather you go through that 100,000 times to learn the lesson of what that means and, and to event it. Right? Instead of, but versus being there in front of a cracked mirror with someone who goes, nah, I feel like there's some things off of him, but I will still have sex anyway. Ah, I feel like there's some things off of him, but I will get in a relationship anyway. It's like, yeah, you don't want that. You, don't, you think you want that. At the beginning of the journey, you think you want sexual validation from not only the one-to-one, but also the one-to-many of your friends and family. <coughs> but I see what happens to those guys over a long journey, which is a bit of a misnomer in of that, which is that it's not a long journey. What happens to those guys is that it's a very short journey with a lot of highs, but ends in a very deep low, which that they will end up at the place that you are currently dealing with right now in a very small way. But if you think you're dealing with ideas of not being okay with yourself right now and you haven't even reached a place of external validation sexually in which that you're sleeping with three five different women a week in which that your friends and family are fucking think you're a pimp pimp boss and they just and uh you know you just just swashbuckling around wait till you get to that place and if you do and some and guys will get to that place if they're psychologically misaligned enough they'll just keep forcing themselves through that thinking that that was the goal and then they eventually get there. I have had many clients who come to me as a result of this who said, I don't know, I just pursued sex, pursued sex, pursued sex to the point in which that it was just, it made me feel like I was worthless. And I'm like, I'm like good, let's start. Good, let's begin. That's the hajime right there. That's the beginning. But you don't have to walk that journey. You can start here and walk in a completely different direction. Come at me, X. Come at me, X. We're going to wrap this up now and get into open Q&A and this social Q&A. Come at me in three months, six months, 12 months, right? and tell me about how your journey is going. Tell me about how your development's going. Come at me in a week or three months or three weeks' time with your 10 to 100-year development plan. Send it to me at adamatboldoja.com. I'll happily review it. Like, I, won't, I won't go in super in-depth into it, but I'll look at it and see whether is he on or is he off. That's all I want to know. All right? And I'll give you a check on whether you're on or whether you're off. So, X... I thank you for submitting this featured context of Social Q&A Live, first episode of season six. And I thank all the guys in this chat who have worked extremely hard to help provide reflection points to help provide these lessons. We're now going to dive into open Q&A, which for those of you, if you are new to Social Q&A, is a time for you to drop any questions in the world of human interaction. Dating, relationships, social dynamics, fucking dreams if you want, whatever you want, anything that involves human beings. We'll get that now. We've got a bit of time for that. And of course, the Super Chat option is available. So if you'd like to support the channel as Mr. Danish did earlier with a five euro donation, you can get your question bumped at the top of this chat and I'll give more time to it and it just helps to support the channel and everything that's going on. Super appreciated. 
And I would also really appreciate your thumbs up on this video if you've enjoyed this content, if you're currently uh, feeling the vibe. If you vibe with this. So, by the way, I said that I would... Uh, I said I missed a few of you guys earlier in the chat who had come in. Yeah, there was one, JJ. JJ is up in here saying, you're a sensei, and there's Jay Prime, I believe, saying, it's been far too long, but no worries. I've been watching Post, my brother, and me being grinding and really getting at life. Hell yeah, Jay. That's what I'm talking about. Good on you. And good to have you here as well, man. Thank you. Thanks for dropping by. Okay, who's next? Switzer come in saying, just tarving off that, she had to feel within himself. Switzer come in saying, oh, she had to feel that in himself. He feels and is good enough for her. Not quite. Not quite. It's not that he has to feel he's good enough for her. He just has to feel he's good enough for himself. That in and of himself makes himself good enough for her. Because who is she? Who is she with Switzer? She is him. Okay. He then said, God, I didn't read what Cameron said. CG, brother. A GG, brother. Good game, brother. No worries. Uh, He went on to say, the mirror analogy is magnificent. Man, I wasn't expecting it. This will make me think a bit. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you must be new to social Q&A then. I've never seen you in the live chat, but the the mirror is a great analogy. So I'm glad that, that connected for you. Thanks for that feedback. He then went on to say, I have to ask this since we are in this subject. What if you are the one at peace and she is the one dealing with a storm inside? And because of that, she sabotages when you are guiding her. Great question. Great question. And we're on open Q&A now, so I'll get that. I'll get that. Uh, JJ had said, I meant to put me and my brother being grind and lulled the order correct. <laughs> no worries. Hope you guys are doing well up in New York. What's the New York situation like right now? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't checked in with anyone in the US in a long time. As in with your situation with the whole COVID thing. Uh, Prashant.i then come to say, how to know that you can escalate because you can ask for permission because it decreases traction. Ah, Prashant, you tried to ask this question early in the session. didn't really make sense. That makes a little more sense. So let me, I'll answer Switzer's question first and then we'll get Prashant's. And there was already, actually, there was one super chat already. There was one super chat already, but he didn't technically have a question. But I just want to make sure I didn't skip over it just in case there was a question within it. Now, he was just sending love. He was just Danish Zashan, five euros super chat, just saying he's got inspiration from everything. <laughs> he's gone out, met a girl, got a number, finally took responsibility. You guys are awesome. No worries. Thank you, Danish. Appreciate that. Okay. So... Switz. Switz had a question. First question of open Q&A saying, what if you are the one at peace and she is the one dealing with a storm inside? And because of that, she sabotages when you are guiding her. This is really good, Switz, because I just dropped a video on the channel called How to Deal with Daddy Issues. Uh, Daddy Issues Explained Part 3. Three-part series. And a lot of the questions within that Part 3 video had something to do with this or dealing with girls who had sent in questions and comments based on what you're saying right here. Oh, from the feminine perspective uh, that I was schooling on there. So let's, 
I'm, I just want to make sure I kind of separate from X's situation now. Let's clear our minds from X's situation and just answer this as a generality, unless you have some specific scenario that you dealt with this. But in general, if you're in there feeling good within yourself, at peace within yourself, but you can sense that absolute overwhelming storm within you. Here we go. Let me give you a picture then. I'll give you a real story. Uh, met this girl in the mall, typical stand out in the day. She was with one of her friends and, and some of you actually may, uh, this is a story uh, from a long, long time ago, but it just, it always comes into mind when dealing with women with storms. She was with her friend, I stopped her and her friend, she started crying immediately. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And she explains how uh, she had just broken up with her boyfriend that day and, you know, it was, fuck, can you guys hear that lawnmower? Hang on a second, it's way too loud. Oh, that's not too loud for you guys. It's loud for me, but this mic's pretty good. Typical, typical, right? She'd just broken up with her boyfriend, as I was saying. She started crying off the open as, as soon as I stopped her and her friend. And I thought she looked beautiful, and she starts crying as soon as she receives that. And uh, But not crying is in like she wants to explode. More like crying is in like this is something really beautiful. This is something that I could never have expected. You know, I just broke up with my boyfriend earlier this day. And uh, so I keep progressing through the interaction as normal, you know, just try to keep it casual, keep it pretty chill. I'm not really looking for too much here. It's a very tense situation, emotionally. But her friend is gesturing to us uh, that we should go off and we should spend some time together. So I end up saying, listen, obviously now is not a really good time, but let's meet up. We'll get to know each other. We'll go on an adventure. Cool. The very next morning, that was a Friday, very next morning, Saturday, meet up for the green tea and chill. We go get a green tea at T2. Go down to the sanctuary. It's like a lot of trees, statue, pretty isolated. And it's a, it's, it's a really beautiful place in Adelaide. We're, we're just kind of fucking around. We're getting to know each other. Everything's kind of fine. On the way there, however, I noticed she's very distracted on her phone uh, with some message thread because she's like some party organizer for something. And I keep having to drag her away from her. I'm like, I'm like are you good? Are you good? Do you, need, do you need 10 minutes to go sort this thing out? She's like, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. So she keeps going in and out of being present with me, but then being super unpresent. And it's really kind of fucking with the vibe. We get down to the sanctuary. That was on the way to the sanctuary. Get down to the sanctuary. And, you know, I'm trying to get connected here, trying to understand her, but she's putting a lot of blocks. She's not at peace within herself. She seems very in a lot of turmoil inside. Not even just about her boyfriend, but some situation with this party. So I take her to the bench, which is underneath a giant tree within the sanctuary. She sits down next to the bench. <clears throat> I put my arm around her and she's fine with that. And we're just, we're just kind of shooting the shit. But then his phone, his phone keeps lighting up. She keeps just going to spend time on his phone. And eventually I just say to her, dealing with the storm, I'm like, listen, is everything okay? And like, I really front up with it. Is everything okay? Not in an aggressive way, just is everything okay? I want to understand. And she goes, yeah, yeah, it's just that I really need to sort this out and I really need to get his handle because there's a lot of pressure in me. And it did, you know, it's just, he starts to like have a little bit of a meltdown what's going on here. And I say, okay, how about this? I make a deal with you. 10 minutes. Can you just put your phone on silent for 10 minutes? Just for 10 minutes. And then you can go back to being super unpresent and dealing with your shit. I literally say, and she's like, Fine, all right, fine. <laughs> she puts the phone aside, puts the phone down the other end of the bench for 10 minutes. 
I put my arm back around her and say, listen, we're just going to breathe. That's it. She's like, I, I know you're like the meditation type. Don't even think about it as meditation. Let's just breathe. Just relax, okay? Close your eyes and breathe. Then you can go back to your phone. Okay. So I'm sitting there on the veg. It's beautiful. Like the sun, it's the morning sun. It's the trees, it's the birds. It's beautiful. It's just me and her in the sanctuary. And I'm, I'm just there. I've gone like tapped into that spot, just breathing up and down. She's really struggling. I can feel it. I can feel the tense, the tensity in her shoulders. A couple of minutes goes by and she's hanging in there. To all surprise, she's hanging in there. And then finally I say, listen, turn over. Because she opened up her eyes at that point. I'm listen, but hang on just a second. Before you do go back to your phone, I just need you to close your eyes one more time. She's like, all right. She's what she said. She just closed her eyes. She gets it. I go in. I kiss her. It's actually a really nice kiss. She actually very slowed down with it. Break off after a couple of motions. She goes straight back to her phone. <laughs> goes straight back to her phone. She's like, okay. Now can I go back to my phone? I'm like, yes. All right, go back to your phone. <laughs> and that's when I decided, yeah, I'm, I don't want to see this girl again. She's just not the type of girl for me. Just not in that right place in life. She's in a lot of storm. She's got a huge, she's got several storms going on in her life. So, Swiss, the reason why I gave you that story is because you asked me how to deal when when you're at peace, but she's got a storm within. Listen, you're a little man now in the ocean, and you're in your little paddle boat. You've got a single oar, and you're paddling into a deep storm. The best that you can do is just bring a little bit of the peace from within your boat to ensure that the environment within your boat is as peaceful as it can be as you're heading into the storm. But the nature of reality is that when you're in a deep, deep storm, it's got a lot more power than you and your little boat. At least a lot of power in reference to how it interacts with reality. It doesn't affect your boat, but does it? But does it switch? Does a woman's emotional storm rock your boat? Disturb the peace within your boat? It's a good question for you. I remember, I remember rocking up on a, on a day two. This is the most brutal one of all of them. I remember rocking up on a day two. Absolute, absolute half teed. Half teed. She's like a Filipino, I think, Filipino Australian. And she was very feisty when I stopped her in the mall the day, the day before. And, you know, very direct, you know, absolutely beautiful. Had to see you. Uh, had to come up and say hi. It's great. We had a very short interaction. And, but I said to her, listen, we'll meet up another time. Text her for the next day. We go for the next day. It's like 5 p.m. though. That I, for whatever reason, we can only get at 5 p.m. the next day. The entire time going on the way up to there, I didn't receive any comms from her at all. None. Like other than the fact that I just said, hey, listen, you know, let's go meet up at five. She's like, okay, meet up at five. That was the previous day though. No comms up until that point. I just rock up and just assume that she's going to be there. At the very last moment, she sends me a text saying, she's like, so are we still doing today? And I'm like, yeah, why not? She's like, all right, fine. Well, I'm still in the mall. I'm still, still in the mall. So I meet you there. Me in the mall. We rock up and she's in the worst mood. Oh, just, just toxic. Just absolutely like sludge, like kind of mood, just like super filthy. And to the point where she's saying to me, she's like, by the way, as we start walking, she's like, so, so what is this? And I'm like, what do you mean? What is this? I told you yesterday. I thought you were cute. I had to come say hi. And she's like, but this is not a date. She's like, this is not a date, right? I'm like, yeah, this is a date. And she goes, no, this is not a date. And I'm like, if it's not a date, then what are we doing? 
<laughs> what's going on? And like, I stopped. I stopped walking. I'm like, if it's not a day, what are we doing? And she's like, listen, she's like, it's not. It's, and then she like diverts and she goes, so what? What is it that you actually do? What? What? All these different different questions, but she kept adamantly throughout the date reaffirming to me, reaffirming to me that this is not a date. I kept going back and saying, if it's not a date, what is it? The point of why I'm bringing this up is because despite her extreme emotional storm going on, which is so uncalled for right from the beginning. I never allowed her storm to rock my boat. I kept the peace. You're asking me, Switz, uh, what if you're the one at peace and she's enduring a storm? Listen, just keep paddling. Maintain your keel, even keel. That's all I can say. But because that's all it is. That's all it is. Now, it's very simple. It's not a hard, it's not something hard to conceptualize like the rest, the beginning of this podcast. But in application, very difficult. Just to finish that last story there, as I maintained my even keel, maintained the peace within my boat throughout this day, uh, her storm started to subside. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. By the end of that date, it actually lasted several hours. We then we went down to actually the same sanctuary, had some chat there. It was very stunted though. And it was at that point during that. Notice how in the first story I said there was a call-out moment. Well, I didn't call that, but it was a call-out moment where I said to her, like at a certain point, the storm gets so intense that you can't do anything but look up at this storm and say, what's going on? Like, why are you doing this? And that's what I said to that girl who was unpresent within her phone. I told her, you're unpresent within your phone. What's going on? Is everything okay? Was the call-out. Same thing with this girl. I called her out and saying that I feel like there's a lot of pain within you. I feel like there's something that you're hiding, something that's going on deep within that I don't know about, and that's why you've been, for lack of better terms, quite a bitch this entire date. There's a call-out moment there, and that's when she started. That's when the storm started to subside. Now, I'm saying it in a way more abbreviated, sensationalized version here for you guys. It's very slow when I'm saying that. I'm looking deep into her eyes. It's very compassionate. It's like, you know, I just sense a lot of pain. I want to understand you. Tell me about it. Because you've been acting really weird this entire time. You're like really uncalled for as well. Actually, quite frankly, you've been anything but pleasant. So I want to understand why. From that point onwards, the date actually got really good. It got better and better and better. We then went to a tea bar, played, played, up, uh, played Jenga up at this tea bar. And uh, it was a beautiful time. She completely flipped after that and turned into a really sweet girl after that, actually. The storm subsided. Sometimes the storm subsides when you call it out. Sometimes it doesn't. It depends on whether you want to spend more time with that person or not. It depends on whether you can maintain the peace within your boat. So, thank you, Switz. That's a really good question. So I want to dive into that. Yeah. Prashant, let's get you next. I get you next, Prashant. Where are you at? Where are you at, Prashant? Prashant had the next question. Oh, wait, hang on. There's something before that. Justin Bediaco's up in here. Good to have you here, Justin, saying, Usadam, God bless you, brother. Thank you for your work in the world. Wishing you nothing but the best always with the prayer. Thank you very much, Justin. Justin was uh, featured in the last episode of season five. A near six-hour session. One of the best social Q&As of all time. So good to have you here, Justin. I hope that you're moving forward after that session in a new year as well. 
Switch then came in saying, thanks a lot, brother, for everything you already said, and you are dropping bars. And yes, I am new. No worries, Switz. For those of you that are new to social Q&A, uh, we do this in seasons, so try and come back as live as much as you can. You get much, you get a lot more from it when you are live, and uh, it's a 12-week course, essentially. We do this every week for 12 weeks, same time, every Monday, and if you guys do appreciate these sessions, make sure you drop a thumbs up on this video down below. Most appreciated. I wish you could drop the uh, the shaka. I wish you could do a shaka on a YouTube video. That would be so good if they change it from a thumbs up. <laughs> I'll give you the option. How about a fist bump as well? Surely YouTube could add options like Facebook does. Uh, this video got 10 fist bumps instead of 10 likes. This video got 20 shakas instead of instead of 20 likes. That's what I would like to see. Please step it up, YouTube. Uh, Switz so the No, JJ then comes in saying, the snow is chaotic here in New York City. Sorry, I was just looking at different comments there. Uh, the snow is chaotic here in New York City and COVID hasn't stopped our journey too much, thankfully. Good. Yeah, good. Good. I heard New York's restaurants were opening up. That's the last thing I'd heard in the last couple of weeks or so. That's good to hear, Joe. Yeah, thank you for the update. Ah, Mr. Danish is up in here who dropped the first super chat way back, five euros, and he has a question, which is, the only question is, how's your life going, bro? And how did you get that, how do you get that fresh tattoo? <laughs> All right, so, uh, Danish, of course, I want to hear your question, I'll go into this, your super chat, uh, how's my life going? My life is my life, my man, my life is my life, life is only life, and life is good, life is strong, uh, life is very apparent. Life is death. There's a lot of death going on around me. A lot of my friends, close family members are dying. Uh, Five-year anniversary of one of my best friends' suicide the other week. There's a lot of death, and I'm most appreciative, most appreciative of it. It's a very transformative time. One of my, uh, one of my good friends, shout out to you, Michael. Uh, his mother passed away from cancer uh, just, uh, just last week. So all my love to you, Michael, and your family, as always. But yeah, life is uh, life. is life. He then also went on to ask, how did you get that fresh tattoo? Mr. Danish, I have dropped a entire short film on my other YouTube channel, The Eternal Energy. It's called Tatsendence. It documents the entire process of my three-day uh, three transformative, transcendent, Tatsendent tattoo process. Levels of pain that words will never describe accurately and a full transformation of self. Anyways, you can watch all that at Tat, uh, at the Eternal Energy channel. It's called Tat Sendence. A little short, it's only 13 minutes, but I put my heart and soul into it. And I know you'll get something from it. So if you want to see how I got this tattoo and see the pain and uh, all the rest, then you can go and watch that at the Eternal Energy. I thank you very much for your, um, for your super chat, though. I really appreciate help support the channel. And... I look forward to seeing you because I've never seen you in this super chat before either. Same as Switz. I hope to see you over the next uh, 12 episodes of this 12-week course, you could call it, of season six. So thank you, Danish. Jay New then comes to saying, New York is very cold and snowy, but day game is very much doable. <laughs> I can see where your mind's at, Jay. I can see where your mind's at. That's good. Good to hear. Good to hear that you're out there meeting people, man. Oh man, I, I I want to go back to New York so much. I've always said that 
of all the cities I've been to in the world, there's only one city I've ever left thinking I could possibly live here, and that's been New York. It's not London, not Los Angeles, not Miami, not Toronto, not Sydney, not anywhere in Southeast Asia, none of those cities. Never, I never leave that place going, yeah, I could live here, especially not London. No offense to you guys in London. It's just, it's, it's too dark. It's way too dark. It's too depressive. But New York, at least the old New York I used to know back in 2016 and 2019, the two times I've been for coaching boot camp, is a very nice energy in New York. Like I wouldn't want to live there for a long time, but I could see myself spending like, you know, maybe three months or so. Australia is still the best though. Australia, Australia is still the best place in the world, 100%. Uh, we're also the best place in the world for COVID. We're like the only country in the world or the only continent that hasn't started vaccinations. Antarctica and Australia, the two only continents that haven't started vaccinations. It's because we, uh, the COVID here is it's almost non-existent. You know, it's so small. Massive country, isolated from everyone in the world and tiny population. Relatively. Relatively. And we can shut off the borders, which you guys uh, haven't done. But by the way, I don't agree with it. I, I think... I think this hysteria around COVID's gone long enough. Let people live their lives. Can I get a can I get a thumbs up on that? Let people live their lives. Let's stop killing people in the uh, desire to prevent other people from dying. That's real. The collateral damage from this COVID situation is real. More people committed suicide in Japan in the month of October of 2020 than anyone died in Japan altogether from COVID the entire year. Just think about that. More people committed suicide in the month of October in Japan than all the Japanese people that died from COVID across the entire year. Less people died in Japan from COVID for an entire year. I mean, they just the collateral damage is not, is insane. So, anyways, you guys get me. Don't get me started on the COVID situation. We're always getting deep into that. Uh, get too deep into that. Uh, where are we at next? Who are we at next? Prashant. Prashant, have the next question. Okay. Prashant comes in saying, how to know that you can escalate because you cannot ask for permission because it decreases attraction. Thank you very much for reiterating your question, Prashant. That makes a lot more sense than the first time you attempted to write that. It's still not perfect English, so let me tidy it up for you. Essentially, what Prashant is saying is how to know you can physically and sexually escalate the situation between you, a masculine and a feminine being. Even though you know you don't want to necessarily ask for permission, like, is it okay for me to kiss you? Is it okay for me to touch you? Is it okay for me, right? Because, of course, that's going to kill the natural organic sexual connection. It's going to kill the attraction. Uh, As much as politically correct mainstream media would say, no, you've got to get a written permission slip, right, to have a connection between you and a woman, like, those people are people who have no sexual connections that sit there writing articles all day. That's all they do. Right? They don't, they're not practitioners because that's just unrealistic. It's ridiculous. And then he then goes on to say, so you don't want to do, we don't want to go down that line because you know, you just, just, it's just silly. But, and he's saying, no, but he's saying that, you know, that you can't ask for permission that way because it will decrease attraction. So he's essentially just asking, how do you sexually escalate the situation in a socially savvy way. That's basically what he's attempting to ask here. In which that it's calibrated, in which that it's mutually reciprocated, in which that she's actually comfortable with it, and that you can maintain your principles as a man, direct, congruent, authentic, covering with empathy. 
<clears throat> okay, Prashant. It signals, Jerry. <laughs> it signals. Okay, so my system for, in a very micro-tactical way, please don't get very nerdy about this when I say system. That's technically what it is, but I don't think of it that way. The way in which that you will go about correctly maintaining sexual pace is by reading green, yellow, and red lights. A green light, what is this? A green light in which that her mind and body are loose. Her mind is loose. When I go to put my arm around her on the couch, right? does her mind arc up? Does she get really tense in the mind? Does she start, and what, does that, what would that look like? Does she start talking a lot? Does she start changing the topic a lot about what we were going on? If you're watching and moving there, does she start just making, saying things that don't make sense, laughing a little too much? She's tight in the mind. Someone who is a green light, who is comfortable, and that's all the lights are. It's just a sign of comfortability. Green light, I'm comfortable. Yellow light, I feel like I want to be comfortable, but I'm not. I need you to show me and be comfortable and comfortable to give me time. Red light, I am not comfortable at all. That's all it is. That's all the signals of the green light. Yellow, red, are Signals of comfortability. Put your arm around her. You're looking for what this comfortability is in even the mind or the body. You need to read both. Now, if, as a beginner, if you don't know anything about this, it seems like there's a lot to process here, yet when you break it down. But when you're actually there in a situation, you it's just second nature. Slow down, breathe, take her presence in, put my arm around her. Is she comfortable? Is she not comfortable? Is she green light? Is she red light? Is there a little bit of yellow there? What's going on? Okay. If she was uncomfortable, you would notice it either in her mind or her body. She would start talking and getting very vigorous in her mind or she would start getting very tense and very locked and closed in her body she would squeal away she would move away she would take your hand away she would show tensity in anywhere in her body if she was not comfortable that's a red light okay as you start to progress the sexual intimacy the feedback of the signals becomes more apparent. The difference between a yellow and a green light when you're only just putting your arm around a girl is not that big of a difference. Like You're not going to be able to, it's really, it's either green or red at that point. But as you start to go up in intimacy, it starts to become more apparent. <clears throat> Let's say that movie's finished, Prashant. You're down there on the rug and you go to kiss her for the first time. Loosen the mind. Doesn't start chattering a whole bunch. Doesn't start... Saying weird things, okay, green light. Is she green in the body? Is she loose? Does she fight? Does she kicks? Does she kiss back? Does she not kiss back? Is she fighting the situation? You're going to read these lights. It's either green, it's either yellow, or it's red. The green and the red is very easy. You might be thinking about, well, what, is, what is a yellow going to look like in that situation? A yellow is that she's willing for you to kiss you, but she's not kissing back. That's, that's, like, that's what I'm saying is that she's... She would like to be comfortable, but she's not. So she needs more time. This comes through experience. Slow it down. So then you might be thinking, well, what do I do in the event of the yellow or the red light? In the event of the yellow or red light, slow it down. You can always reverse back to the previous level of comfortability. Whatever your previous green was, you're down on the rug and you went to go kiss her and that was fine. But then all of a sudden you start realizing that she's not really kissing back that much, but she's allowing me to kiss her. Well, clearly she's uncomfortable. She's not a full red. She's not telling you to stop kissing, but she's also not absolutely ripping her clothes off and pinning you down by your wrists. Right, That's full green. So what was my previous level of comfortability? 
well, I doubt you just appeared on the rug and started kissing. I'm sure that there was a little bit of, at least a little bit of hug, spoon, just lying next to each other, breathing, reverse back to the previous level of comfortability. That's always available to you because it actually hurts a woman when you when she's giving you a yellow for you to interpret that as a red. We've been through, these are good principles right now. These are good principles. Why, my friends? Why, my friends? In the social Q&A, why does it hurt a woman if a man interprets her yellow signal as a red? AKA, I would like to be comfortable, but I'm not yet. That's a yellow. Why does it hurt a woman if a man interprets that as a red and he just completely backs up and interprets as, oh, shit, abort mission, get the fuck out of that, stop everything, completely douse the flames, I'm out. Why does that hurt her? Someone in the social Q&A, this is a live session right here. Give me an answer to that. Prashant, even better if you can answer that for me. It's not a hard question, guys. I'll give you five more seconds as I'm reading up some of these uh, these comments. So, uh, PT come in saying, read the fist bump, well, for what it's worth. Boom, I give you that fist bump as well, son. <laughs> I want a fist bump emoji. Uh, Switz saying, sorry for your losses, man. There is no loss, my friend. I never owned them to begin with. Only gratitude. But thank you for your sentiment. Distracon says, what up, sensei? Good to have you, Distracon. You're very, very late. You're very late. Poor form. <laughs> Minus marks. Uh, w says, I was just interested. Okay, he's got a whole different question about the dreams, which we'll catch later on. So none of you have put in an answer to why has it hurt a woman when a man interprets her yellow signal as a red? It's not even a hard question. Come on, guys. We, this is like bread and butter of social dynamics, these questions. These are not philosophical macro questions that we were asking uh, at the beginning of the session. So anyways, I'm going to roll through it. The reason why it hurts her when you do that is because you're showing that you're not actually present with her. Prashant, if you were present with her, as in you were out of you, out of her, and just there, you would read the fact that she doesn't want me to quit altogether. She doesn't want me to stop altogether. She doesn't want me to overreact and put a spotlight on her uncomfortability. That's what a man does when he interprets her yellow, which is, I'm not quite ready yet, but if you give me more time, then maybe. But he interprets that as she's just not ready at all and never will be, and that's it. Get out of there. It shows lack of empathy, lack of social savviness, inability to be present and read the person in front of you, and breaks her trust, also puts a spotlight of pressure on her uh, and makes her feel like it was not okay for her to be a yellow. right? Uh, whatever a woman is, whether it's green, yellow, or red, it's not to be judged. It just is what it is, and you need to be able to respond as a leading masculine energy providing a vessel and frame for which that she will trust and let go into solid principles fucking now out of puck uh had then come in with an answer saying because she doesn't want to be judged good good she doesn't want the spotlight she doesn't want to be judged good prashant distract says she doesn't like the misinterpretation because he's not letting her adjust yeah good good distract on absolutely you're not giving her time uh, to make the adjustments, to get comfortable. Why does it happen to have to be now? What, it's like so guys uh, play such a game of scarcity. 
What if you just gave it an extra hour on the rug of just breathing? You'd be amazed how much more comfortable someone can get if you just give them an extra hour to just be and be. You know? Come on. Come on. So, anyways, Prashat, I have a Tyvis question up here because there are other questions to get to. But you asked me about how to go through sexual escalation without having to ask for permission because, you know, that's going to make you seem just weird, weak, and ridiculous and all the other things, right? And they will actually cause her to become unattracted. Absolutely. Just reading the signals of comfortability. The number one thing for you though, because if you're asking the question, that means that you have not learned to read these signals and these uh, levels of comfortability. The number one thing for you is to just slow down. Slow down. Okay? Give yourself an extra five hours. When you go into your next sexual experience, say, hey, nothing needs to happen tonight except I'll take it one extra step. I'll take one step tonight. If you've never put your arm around a girl on the casual floor, that's your next one step. Don't go to moves X, Y, and Z. Just focus on A, B, and C. One step. And when you do your one step, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And you know what's interesting, Prashant? Is that when you show a woman I'm good, she's happy for you to push forward because you are good. It's when you show that you're not good, when you try to rush her, when you try and push things beyond their point of natural inception, that's when she goes, no, 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 no get the fuck back, stay down, right? That, that's when she doesn't want that. But if, she shows that, if you so can demonstrate to her that I'm good with you because I'm good within me. <laughs> fucking A, fucking A, Mr. What was his name? Hang <laughs> on, the guy at the beginning. I was gonna say Prashad then. I was gonna make the biggest mistake and say fucking A Prashad. No Prashad. Uh X. That's why. Fuck. That's why, because it's X. Because I don't have a name for the context of the story, because the privacy. X from the beginning of this podcast. It all wrapped up. It all tied up. She's good for you to move forward because you're good within yourself. If you can just demonstrate that, that's that's what we're talking about, eh? That's all we're talking about. So, Prashant, thanks for the question. Good question. And uh, same to you. Send me a follow-up either on Instagram, at Uitang1, or on boldojo.com. Just send me an email there. And uh, on your the next time with a review of your next experience, tell me about how it went, okay? Review your performance. Okay. So, going back on the chat, we've got some more questions to go. If you guys are enjoying the social Q&A, uh, don't forget to drop a thumbs up down below in this video. It'd be most appreciated. And if you're listening to this in podcast land on post, uh, drop me any questions you guys have, any comments, uh, that would be most appreciated as well. And if you're not subscribed to this channel, uh, you're missing out on the notifications. Make sure you tap the bell so you know when these live uh, situations are going out and uh, all the rest, all the other content that goes out. Okay, going back up this chat. Justin Bidalco says, in Canada where I'm at, it's minus 30. Shit, you better be getting in the water, Justin. You better be cold plunging. I would kill for minus 30 ocean water right now. We've just come, we're just about to finish summer here in Australia, and we didn't even really get summer. Like, it never really got to our peak temperatures. We've got a lot of rain this summer, actually. The weather's been pretty wild. But uh, cold season's coming back, which means ocean cold plunge is coming back. 
Listen, I don't want to live in minus 30, but I, I would kill to have a piece of that each morning just to get in that water. <coughs> okay. Jay New then says, be awesome to meet my fellow man in the journey, Manhattan, Manhattan sometime at JJ. JJ says, yeah, add me on the gram at Jay is lovely. Yeah, you two, uh, you two will probably actually get to know each other a bit. Uh, probably get along actually because JJ is a rapper. I believe, or maybe it's his brother who's a rapper. And Jay knows about the dance life. So I think you two would get along with each other. Switz then comes in saying, I have many lol. It's like I'm a magnet for women with storms. Context. Oh, that was on his question earlier on. In a relationship, we are, and we are doing great until she starts to feel not good enough for me. I'm too good for her. That's a really interesting question. I mean, that's an interesting topic. I could make a video about that as well, uh, addressing that for females. Uh, girls that don't feel like they're good enough and that he's too good for them. It, well, basically, they could just rewatch this podcast and reinterpret it for themselves, but hey, we'll think about it. Switch then goes on to say, face-to-face, I can bring peace to them, make them feel good, connected to me, and just serenity, but then she goes on with her life and then things happen, I'm not there, then traumas appear. Okay, you're going to your life story here, just chill. <laughs> just chill. But I appreciate it. He says, hi, bro. I had to join me in the storm analogy. You're amazing. Thank you for your answer. I'll meditate on it. No worries, Switz. Thanks for being here. Cameron says, how's the new book coming out? I'm super excited for it. My man, are you signed up to the Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter? If you guys aren't, it's a free email newsletter. Every Friday comes out roughly 3 to 5 p.m. Australian Central Daylight Time. Uh, and I update you guys on all that. Uh, in last week's uh, Bowl Sip, I did update on the uh, new book. And the new book is coming well, my friend. It's coming well. I'm actually, I'm currently, you got to give you guys a little bit of insight. I'm currently in the qualification stage of the book and currently explaining what attraction is. That's literally the, the last time I went to work on the book, which was last Friday, which was only two days ago. Uh, that was the section I was currently writing. So it's going well. It's going, it's a, it's going to be a mammoth book though. It's, it's a, it's a project, but I'm working on it at least five days of the week. So it, it'll get done before I die. I will not die before that book is done. So thank you for asking. He then goes on to say, how do you recommend maintaining momentum between challenges slash action blocks when you're first starting your journey? Is there any follow-up there? I feel like this should be some follow-up. Nope, no follow-up. So it's just a very general question then. And so how do you how do you recommend maintaining momentum between challenges, action blocks when you're first starting your journey? <clears throat> So Cameron, I'll, there's an inherent flaw within your thinking. I actually don't like the question. I don't like the question because there is no momentum to be maintained when you're first beginning the journey. That in and of itself is mutually exclusive. The very fact that you're at the beginning of your journey means that there will be no momentum. You, you're, you're, if you're at the beginning of your journey, Cameron, you're either unconsciously incompetent or consciously incompetent, which means you're either at 12 or 6, either 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or 6 on the clock face of social dynamics. So everything is a slug. You're going uphill. You're going up the mountain. Fuck. And that's what I was going to mention at the beginning of this podcast is my clients who go up the mountain and come down. I know it's paradoxical because on a clock face, it seems like you're going down the clock and you literally are going down the clock, but not in the journey. In reality, the first two stages of your journey, the first two quarters of social development from unconsciously incompetent, 12 to 3, to consciously incompetent, 3 to 6, 
It's a grind. It's going up the mountain. It's absolute. It's just going to take the absolute most of you. You'll never invest more energy in your social dynamic journey than in the first half of it, particularly the first quarter. So that's why I don't like your question, Cameron, because it it's it's uh, it doesn't actually make sense. Well, it's not true. It's not. It doesn't paint the actual reality of the journey because there is no momentum to be maintained. So maybe a better question to help you get your mind, if you can understand that, would be how is how would I recommend just not giving up in the first stage of the journey? How do you make sure that you actually get through the first half of the journey? Maybe that's a better question. Let me know in the chat. I'll take it that way anyway, because I'll just rephrase that now if you can understand it. Is that because he's asking about challenge and action blocks as well. In macro, have a year plan. Map out your 30-day challenges and map out your action blocks. 30-day challenges shouldn't be done any more than four times a year. If you're an absolute beginner, like you're in 12 to 3, as you get 3 to 6, that can become 2 to 4 times. Uh, sorry, 2. two. Did I say 4 times at the beginning? Yeah, I should have said that. Yeah, 2 to 4 times. No more than 4 times a year is an absolute beginning, which basically means 4 months out of 12 that you are going out straight. But then as you get a little bit further down the journey, that can wind down to two to four, anywhere between two to four, depending on how aggressive you want to be. But you map them out and you know when they're going to happen. So you have something to look forward to. You have a plan. You have a guiding light. Great. Then your action blocks in between. The action blocks should be scheduled. However, the intent and target of your action blocks is going to be predicated on what you found within the 30-day challenges. 30-day challenges, while you will develop a lot within them, that's not their goal. That's not their modus operandi. The reason for doing a 30-day challenge is to ascertain what you need to learn and then to go use your action blocks after it to then craft and refine and get experience within that when you're not under the pressure of 30 days in a row. So as long as you have a year plan, like let me just give you a just to give you some value here, let's say you have a typical absolute beginner. Let's say you're somewhere between three to five on the scale of zero to 10, 10 absolute natural, zero being the hard case of all hard cases. You're at three to five, somewhere in there. That's where you have to learn social dynamics. All right, let's say you're going to do January, January, February, March, January, April, September, and December, or maybe August, December. You know, four months, and those four months, you're going to do 30 day challenges. In between those, you're going to have action blocks. The action blocks are very much going to be specific as to what you found out in the 30-day challenges. But let's just say you're going to have eh, two, four weeks of three days on, 10 approaches minimum within those three days. And that's your locked-in set. And you know throughout this entire year, that's what you're doing, that you've got your entire plan for that entire year and you have your entire intent for knowing why you're doing it. You're very connected to what the purpose is for these challenges, for these action blocks. You have a deep meditation on that. You understand what that is for you. Fantastic. This is how you prevent beginners from giving up beyond the much, much more obvious reason of they have to come and derive motivation from within themselves, inspiration within themselves. Beyond that, which is very obvious, they need that, why they're doing it. Most beginners fail if they if they have that. Most beginners don't even have that inspirational why. Let's say they do have that though. If they would, if beginners that do fail, even with having a really strong connected why to why they're doing it, an inspiration for it, 
The reason why they fail is because they don't have a plan for the year. And so they relied on that inspiration to rely to somehow alchemize into motivation for a long period of time. Your inspiration will provide motivation for a couple weeks. If you're like, fuck it, I need to become a man, I'm a piece of shit, and I don't want to be a piece of shit anymore. I'm weak, and because I'm weak, as Adam said, that means I know I can become strong. So I will become strong, and I will develop myself. I will become the type of man that can find a place within himself that a woman would recognize, unrecognizable levels of attraction, comfort to the point of which that she forgets who she is, etc., etc., family, friends, everything. Okay, it's inspirational shit. That will get you out for a week, two weeks tops. And maybe you like have a few false starts here and there. But you'll give up before the end of the year easily. Because that motivation is going to die. But if you tag and insert that inspiration, Cameron, into a structure, a funnel, that would allow you to receive regular stimuli of I'm succeeding, that actually my inspirational reason for doing this is being confirmed. Every day, every week, challenges, action blocks mapped out at proper time blocks throughout the year, periods set, you know what's going on. So basically what I'm saying here is that it doesn't matter what kind of fuel you have, Cameron, if you don't have the proper vehicle and the correct vehicle to drive that fuel with, forget about the fuel. Forget about the fuel. So hopefully that helps you. Who are we up to next? Social Q&A, who are we up to next? Okay, next question comes from W. That was inspirational, by the way. Just didn't get my breath after that. Uh, if you guys are enjoying this session, don't forget to hit a thumbs up down below and drop me your feedback, questions, comments. Almost appreciated. Uh, I reckon we'll go... I reckon we'll go for another, let's say, 10 minutes. Another 10, 15 minutes and we'll get out of here, okay? First episode of the season. It was a very difficult uh, opening to this podcast, people got challenged, but it was really good though. We've had some really good questions, and if there aren't any more super chats, if there's a super chat, I'll honor that, but otherwise we'll do maybe 10, 10 15 minutes more questions, and we'll, we'll wrap this, we'll tidy this up. Okay, W is the next person who submits the question. Is. W says, was just interested. Also, have you had, what? What? I was, oh, I was just interested. Also, have you had future of where something happening in your dream? Example, you were walking and you see if you guys beat up someone. And then a few days later, you see it happen in real life. Plus good session. All right, so W had asked a question about the dreams. Uh, you had asked a question earlier about the dreams, which I remember being a different question uh, because we have spent a lot of time on the dream state. Uh, in one of the other, one of the late episodes of season five, we, if you go into the time marks, we spent a lot of time on dream state, like half an hour. So I won't do that today, but to answer your direct question, something that happens in my dream and then a few days later you see it happen in real life. Well, I can't bring up a micro example right now off the top of my head. I know what you're talking about, and yeah. But to give you, to provide you some value, while I don't want to go into a full dream state explanation right now, my overall philosophy and thoughts towards what dreaming is, is that I believe it to be a state, 
just a different state of reality in which that you have access to greater computational computational power in which the, the limitations physically and psychologically have been released and that you have access to resources not possible in this current reality. I don't see dreaming as uh, necessarily just a byproduct. I don't, I'm not so ready to, to buy into the idea that dreaming is just a byproduct of our conscious state and is just something that happens when we go to sleep. I'm not so uh, I'm not so convinced on that because of experiences that I've had within the dream state, which is why I call it a dream state. Because there are things that I will every single night I go into my dream state looking to work on a lesson. Uh, I choose something I say I want to work on this tonight, and then I go and work on it in my dream state when I have greater access to traverse time, space, all things, and to learn at different and much faster rates. And I do that every single night. So it's hard for me to say which one's more real dream state or this state all i've ever said is that this reality just feels more real because we process at a much slower rate in the dream state things happen at time and pace at which we can't even comprehend in this reality so it's it's a bit of a logical fallacy to say well this is more real and that one's less real because we remember less of it of course i don't know though i don't know what the uh the true nature of it is it's something that mankind has pondered since the beginning and i'm very open to uh Old interpretations. So, thanks for the question, though. Who's next? Let's get to the next question. Justin Bediaku comes in saying, Adam, how is it like first day of your tat sleeping on it? Planning on getting something in the next year or two, smiley face. Uh, sleeping, so the swelling, because based on what tattoo you get, Justin, the level of detail will determine the level of pain, essentially. Because if you only get something really basic that doesn't have uh, a tremendous amount of detail on it, in which that the artist doesn't have to spend a lot of time on that same area, less inflammation will be caused. So <laughs> you should have seen you should have seen swelling. Uh, forearm double the size it looks like i was wearing an mma glove within my hand like the swelling is intense so with the sleeping uh also depending on the mastery of your artist if your artist faps about and irritates the skin right and keeps moving from spot to spot and doesn't just finish the piece then and there the skin gets irritated which is why when people say they get really itchy after their tattoos uh, there's a lot of irritation and it's just unbearable itching i basically didn't experience that at all Jason was an absolute uh, master. He's an absolute master. And of course, it causes more pain to spend more time in that area, especially right here, right on the wrist. Uh, on the wrist, on the knuckles, inside of the elbow, the connection point between your delt and your pec. Ungodly levels of pain. However, that night sleeping on it actually wasn't too bad. You just wear a very loose, breathable, you know, had a very loose, long sleeve top. Uh, you don't wear plastic or anything. You just want to let it breathe. And, uh, and that's it. It didn't bother me. I slept pretty well both all the nights. Uh, but that's really more because of Jason, not because of me. Like my arms were super swollen. Like just feel like you've got a baseball bat on your arm. But but I wasn't like having to scratch or itch a lot because uh, Jason was so good. So make sure what I would say to you, Justin, is uh, 
do your research and find someone who is a master uh, if you're going to get something of meaning done. He then goes and say, oh yeah, leaning into the discomfort, any chance I get, aha, uh-huh. no cold showers right now though, lol. Well then, you got some work to do. <laughs> you got some major work to do, Justin. You better get in those cold showers. Listen, cold showers is just the beginning. If I was living in minus 30 degrees in Canada, I'd be out in that ice. I'd be out in that ice. I would find the nearest lake and I'm in. Every morning. Distract. If you had access to that, you don't know, don't know how lucky you are. Distraction then goes on to say, I don't do cold plunges, but I'll walk around in 30 degree weather with just a t-shirt. My friends think I'm tripping lol. Okay, so for my Australian friends, everyone thought he was just fooling. Everyone thought he was goofing around there because 30 degrees is really hot. But Distraction's on the Fahrenheit system, not the Celsius. So 30 degrees Fahrenheit, I don't know what temperature that is in Celsius. But uh, but okay, 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 Mr. Distraction. Good to see you. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just want to hear some of you guys uh, doing uh, cold plunges and cold showers, for God's sake. Prashant then comes on to say, thanks, Master, for sharing your knowledge with the prayer. Thank you, Prashant. No worries. PT comes and saying, Adam, what other things recommend? What other things recommend writing about in your cold approach journal after a session? I feel mine is more like a log than a journal, and I've only written surface level notes about the girl and maybe one good thing about my fifty than one thing that needs improvement. PT then went on to say, "I feel like my log is lacking in some way." Yeah, okay, let's hit this PT. And uh, PT made a donation to the bowl uh, through the bowldojo.com podcast section where you could go to bowldojo.com, bowldojo podcast. There's a donate section through the website right there. PT donated during our off season of the last seven weeks. So thank you very much, PT. Basically a super chat. So I'll hit this here pretty in depth for you. PT, the way that I get my clients to break down their interactions in their journal is through the system of positives and improvements to make. What I want you to do Uh, You should be audio recording all interactions. You should not be relying on your subjective memory to recall these lessons. You need to be able to break it down. So what happens is you go out for a session, PT. Record all of them on audio that night, not the next day, that night when it's real for you and when the lessons are going to mean something, are going to be relevant. The next morning, they're not going to be relevant. But the pain of them will be relevant that night and the joy relevant that night. Get home that night. Break them down on audio. You're going to listen to the interaction full time through. Excellent. Okay. Positives. What did I do well here? What was great? Uh, You don't need to go for a full essay, but just the keys. Then improvements to make. Number one thing I'd improve next time and maximum next two or three, right? Not not essays, just the key things that I definitely know I need to improve in the next interaction. That's it. All interactions though. Say you did 10 interactions, you're going to do that 10 times through. At the bottom of that positives and improvements to make, overall summary. Based on today, Overall positives amongst a collection of interactions. So you take the uh, you take the 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 sum of all your individuals. You put them together and go. Okay, looking at the body of work today, what was the overall positives altogether? Looking at the body of work today, what do I need to improve altogether? That then becomes the ammo for tomorrow. When you go in for tomorrow, don't look at each individual interactions breakdown of the improvements to make. Look at the overall summary 
because you get too overwhelmed, too overloaded. Because there's going to be there's going to be infinite lessons from those, you know, a lot of lessons from those individual breakdowns. But if you sum total it, it makes it easier to ammo up for the next day, rinse and repeat, thirty days in a row. That's the challenge. Okay, uh, and please please avoid any subjective coloring, like unnecessarily. It's always going to be subjective because it's you. It's one of one with you, PT. But please avoid. Oh, and and I, and I and I felt so good, and I thought it was really going to work out with this girl. Or you know, it's like oh, I felt really bad afterwards, and I know I, I really fucked up. No, I just I want you to be in robot mode, a cold, cold machine analyzing what went well, what needs to be improved. It's hard when it's you, I know, but please try your best to leave out the superlatives and the uh, unnecessaries. Okay. Thanks for the question and your donation uh, across the last seven weeks as well. Much appreciated. Okay. All right. All right. Who we got next? Cameron says, awesome. Yeah, I guess I was just curious about mapping out the year plan post my 30-day challenge this January. Thanks for that. Yeah, man, you need a whole year plan. You need a whole year plan, which we went through this entire session, so good. Oh, Danish, Danish the shine comes in with the second super chat with another two euros. I almost said dollars there, but I got it. Two euros say, let's go all out with a couple of flames and a smiley face saying with them super chats. Thank you, Danish. I really appreciate that. And listen, we're going to wrap up the session here. But if you do have one more question, uh, Danish, because super chats always get honored. If you do have something that's just popped up, I will finish the session with that. Otherwise, we are uh, going to wrap it up here. So thank you very much for that. D Manoa says, hello there. Hello, D. Never seen you in this uh, live chat before. However, we are now about to finish. But this has been a tremendous session. The replay will be up within the next three to five hours on YouTube and on the audio podcast, Bulldojo Podcast. So D, uh, this is a 12-season course, essentially. So come back same time next week, Monday, but way earlier because you're here at the end. And uh, by the way, guys, every Sunday night, because it's Monday in Australia when I do these sessions, on the Bowls community in YouTube, in the Bowl community tab, I always put a post saying what time it will be, what we're covering, preview for the next day, and how to set a reminder. So that's always there. You can know it's always going to be there Sunday. That's when I make it live. All right. Danish has... Danish has submitted. Shut up. Danish has submitted a question, and here's the final super chat. So we'll wrap this session with his question. He says, "Quick question, bro. What do you and thank you very much for your total seven euro uh, super chat donation." He says, "What do you usually say to start up a text conversation with a girl again?" I'm not that good of a texter. I'll get better step by step, hopefully. So Danish, I need a, I need a bit of clarity here from you. When you say start up a text conversation with a girl again, what are you trying to say here, Danish? Are you saying that you were once in a sexually polarized relationship, you already had sexual intimacy, you stopped talking, and now you want to text her again? Is that what you're saying? What, what's the context? Is it she was just a long, long-time friend of yours, and maybe now you're interested in her, and you want to text her now? There's way too many moving pieces there because you threw the word in again. So what you're telling me is that you once used to talk 
but you don't anymore. So if you could provide some extra context while you do provide extra context, I see there's a couple of rapid fire questions I can answer. So I'll give you time to answer that because you did donate a super chat. I don't want to don't want to do you wrong on that. I want to do it right. So just drop that in for me. Give me the context. Cameron had said, just a reminder that you were excited about the future topic of what it means to feel that it's going to be okay. Ah, good reminder, Cameron. Yeah, when uh, because Cameron had said something like, the girl wants to feel that everything's going to be okay. You know what's interesting? Now remembering that we have actually touched that in a social Q&A with Justin Bidiaku. It was the last social Q&A actually of uh, when we were describing these, you see these absolute dime pieces out at night at 4am in front of the kebab shop out of the clubs and they're with these absolute straight rats and we were describing the straight rats and why they're with the straight rats. Everything's going to be okay is what they'll say. It's a part of the mentality. But it's just memories coming in now. But the actual topic of itself, what does it mean to make someone feel like it's okay? It's a good topic. So thanks for Armando. I'll see what I can do with that this week. I might just pop something. Okay, Danish, yeah, context is important. You haven't given me enough context. You haven't told me uh, what's going on there. So listen, Danish, if you want to send me, how about this, Danish? If you want to, because there's probably a lot of context. If you just want to email me, adam at bulldozer.com with the full context, email it to me. If it's something that I can answer really quickly, I'll answer it really quickly. If it's not, it might be, we might make it for next week's session as the featured context, depending on the depth, depending on how deep you want to go with it. Because you've said there's a quick, you said it's a quick question, yet there's a lot of context missing. So let me know what you want to do in this chat. I won't run out of here before you tell me what you want to do. Either give me some, give me something now and I'll answer it now or send me an email and I'll, we'll decide what to do from there. Let me know. While he's answering that, I'll just address some of the other quick stuff that was written up. Distracting on it said, since your tattoo is a Polynesian thing, do you know of any cultures that do scars instead of tattoos? I know that, yes, there are cultures within Polynesia, I can't remember which one specifically, that do scarring. Uh, you just have to, I can't remember which one it is. Whether it's Marquesian or Hawaiian or Samoan, I can't remember, but... I know when I was doing my research on Polynesian tattoos, really old school, uh, ancient style, there is a form that is done through scarring. I know that's a thing. He then went on to say, a friend was telling me a name about it a while back about some Native American tribes doing it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, if, if you just Google it, mate, there is, I've seen it as well. I've seen tattoos in the form of scarring. It's pretty gnarly. It's pretty gnarly. One of the, uh, there's, uh, where's she from? There's a Filipino style of tattoo, tattoo, in which that they still do tapping to this day. They still tap the ink in, same as Japanese, where they just get like this nail on the end of a wooden plank. And they get the ink and they just tap it in. That is brutal, absolutely brutal. I know a tattoo artist who got a 103-year-old uh, Filipino woman in the mountains of the Philippines to t- tap in one of his tattoos. Shout out to Christian at Black Sparrow Tattoo in Melbourne. You can ask him about that. That's cool. 
So, okay, Danish is coming in with some context. What do we want to do? What are we doing here? What are we doing here, Danish? He says, I just got her number, normal interaction. We talked for a bit. I just got a new job plus COVID, so I didn't feel like asking her out now that I have free time. Okay, okay. It's not as deep as we thought it might be. Okay. So, very simple. If you guys haven't tasted in a long time, if you guys haven't tasted in a long time, I'll just send a quick ping text. Just something that lights her up, that gets her excited to want to come back and actually speak with you. Right, just to reignite the flame, an ignition point, put the key back in the ignition. What does this look like? You know, I, I, I don't like giving you guys lines because it's not about the line. The principle is just something that just reignites the connection. Are you still alive? It's something that if I haven't spoken to a girl in a long time and I'm going to reignite the connection for whatever the reason is, or if she hasn't messaged back in a week or two weeks and it was a bit out of character that she didn't message back, are you still alive? You know? And you can reframe that in a hundred million different ways. It's not about the line, you know. You, you, what what is the principle of "Are you still alive"? It's that it's, it's something that's short, it's sharp, it's simple. It shows that you're interested. It shows that uh, you're looking to get back into a connection. But at the same time, you have a bit of fun with it, you know. Have you been kidnapped? Right? Do you, do you need me to call for you in the US nine one one? If you need me to call me triple zero, you know, I could go days and days on this. You you could just go forever, you know. <laughs> you could even go down there, but there's many lines of sending a ignition text. You know, it could, if you know something about her, because you've mentioned it before, harken back to something you know about. If you know that she walks her dog, or she has a, she has a dog, you know, you could always play off that. You could play off something that you know about her in a short, sharp, simple, that communicates, I'm interested and I like to connect together. Just the principle, short, sharp, simple. That's all you need to do. No essay, no, I miss you. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, none of that. Just keep it short, sharp, and simple, and that way you show that he doesn't need it. It's not needy. He's not overinvested. Makes gives her a reason to come and say, "Hey, da da da," right? And then you can play it from there. He would then ask, "Well, how do I play it from there?" If she comes back and says, uh, yeah, no, I am still alive. So it's been busy, or whatever." Said, "What have you been up to?" Right? Do not take that as a sign to now go into essays of texting. Texting is the last thing we want. Texting is a logistical bridge to when we will see them next. That is it. You do not use texting to get to know someone. Right? You use real life to get to know someone. So she comes, she says, listen, you're still alive? She comes back, yeah, I'm still alive. I've been busy. What have you been up to? Even if she says to you, how's work been? How's your family been? Ignore, ignore. Listen, you're free next Saturday, next Sunday. What works for you best? She goes, ah, works for me next Saturday. Boom, see you next Saturday. Then you can talk about friends, family, etc. in the real world connection. Mr. Danish, Texting, logistical bridge, not a way of getting to know someone. Most guys uh, end their journey with a woman through the texting purely because they don't understand that separation. Us. <laughs> so, my friends, I reckon this is where we'll wrap this up. And Danish, uh, thank you very much for all your super chats and helping to support the channel, supporting what's going on here. Your donations uh, never go underappreciated. It's something that means, means the world to me, man. Thank you so much. So, and then Danish went to finish by saying, if you've got to finish, you're free too, bro. I appreciate the love here. And uh, in my mind, I was like, bro, it's not that deep. Trust me. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's not that deep. It's a really easy lesson. Oh, easy to understand, hard to apply until you learn it. And he says, thanks. Bon weekend. Buon weekend, everyone. Don't know what that means, but no worries. So, 
My friends, this has been a wrap up to while she'll never see you as good enough. All right, call lesson of that. If you don't see yourself as good enough, neither, she, neither will she, that you have to earn your place within yourself. And that is akin to being born a second time and living throughout that forever. If that makes no sense to you because you've just joined, to, joined in this session, you need to go back to the beginning, dive into this. But for those of you that are listening in post on the podcast, uh, I appreciate your presence. Those are here in the live chat, I appreciate your presence. And I'll see you guys very same time next week, 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time. And uh, like I said, just go to worldtimebuddy.com, hit your city, type in my city, Adelaide, South Australia, and then you'll find the time conversion for when that's happening in your city. 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time, hit up the Bowls community section on YouTube, and I actually put a lot of the time conversions in there anyway. So see you guys next week for episode two of season six, aka episode six of two. And um, uh, you guys were really good today, by the way. I just want to say this. Today, there were a lot of hard questions, especially for the first episode of the season. You guys are really good. PT, Nu, Justin H, Cameron, uh, all of you guys, you, you were good. All right? I'm just remembering the ones who were at the top of my mind. You guys did good. So let's wrap it up. I'm wishing you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ja. Fucking clean. A lot of you guys saying, all right, later. See you, geez. Great session, everyone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Justin H. It was a great session. See you guys next week. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for making it all the way through this session for your presence and for your attention. If you actually made it to the end, that's that's incredible because these sessions are often minimum two hours. And hey, you're my kind of person. If you got that kind of attention and commitment to your development, shit. I <laughs> get excited by that. So before you run off, let me just hit you with a couple of reminders. If you haven't signed up to the Bowl Sip weekly email, it's free, bowldojo.com. Keep you updated over there. The best place to connect with me outside of these YouTube live sessions and podcasts is actually on Instagram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. You guys can see all the behind the scenes. You can see I post a lot of fitness, health, all the artistic shit. If you watch the story, a lot of the meditations as well that I go through each day and each night. And uh, it's a great place to DM me directly with your personal context to give me feedback on different sessions, different parts of this, etc. So, Adewitang1 on Instagram. I hope to see you there. I'd love to see you there. And of course, if you would like to help support the channel, you can donate directly through boldojo.com underneath the podcast section or at paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I Adamui. Anything that you guys donate is always super appreciated. And for those of you that would like to take your development to the very next level and make sure that you're on the right course, doing the right things at the right time, well, one-on-one Skype coaching or the guided meditation internal energy, that's all available to you at boldojo.com. Listen guys, the birds outside are going haywire, so I better wrap up this outro. It's the time of my life, getting to go back and forward with you in these live sessions, chopping it up, getting to really know who you are. And so I thank you so much again, and I look forward to seeing you in the next session. Truly. Wishing you the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.